on now. Is it on? Is it on? Um, we'll just get right into it. This is Pancake Town, the podcast, and I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Michelle. Michelle's eating a muffin. <laughs> That's Michelle. She's eating a muffin. Um, it is the last episode of 2017, okay. and it's the last episode of our, of season one. Season one. one. Which I told a couple of people, they're like, oh, podcasts have seasons? I was like, no. This I one mean, does. This one does. <laughs> Only because, why not? I like organizing time. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I like to feel like we're doing this for, se- we're doing X for season one. Mm-hmm. We did X, Y, Z for season two. In season three, we're going to change something. I think it gives nice bookends to things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We both like structure. We really do. Theoretically speaking. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Even though it, you wouldn't know it from some of our recordings, because <laughs> we're all over the place. But yeah, so this will be the this is kind of the season finale um, oh. that will air right before Christmas. Like, uh, it's no pressure. Yeah, no that's pressure. A lot of pressure. Don't make don't make it suck. It can't suck. Mm. Um, I feel like the last episode I was really out of it. Like I don't. Like, I kind of don't remember what we mm. talked about, and I also felt like it was weird, <clears throat> and I don't know. I just felt weird. We were um, sharing all of our fears, basically. Yeah. So and I guess that's admitting probably... that we think that we suck. Right. So that's probably not um, going to make me the perkiest of people when I'm like, I'm, I'm a failure, but so are all of you. Yeah. But actually, none of us are. <laughs> Woo! Um, we're all successful I just can't trick ourselves into realizing it most of my notes for this episode are like focusing on positive things sort of so well yeah I was thinking about that a lot like these last couple events that I've done so I did the event at Norman Lee's showroom in Bridgeport which is awesome um, it was really fun, and it was, like, a good group of vendors, and it was real chill, and, like, I was put next to Julie from Long Dog Dandy, so we just You were put next to her, you didn't put yourself no, there? No, I got oh, there, shit. and they had already, they'd put us next to each other, and I'm like, oh, this might be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might be, you might regret this decision later. But, yeah, it was super fun just to, like, hang out with people, and I ended up buying things from other people, and just, like... I saw I everyone's know. story videos and I was like sad that I was still working and Yeah. No, not it was there. super fun. And I'm I think they'll probably do some more. I basically was like, I'm on board if you do we were talking about doing like a Valentine's mm. pre Valentine's one. I need a Valentine's right? event. I think it would be really fun. And I think it would be a good like a little tiny show that has like Valentine's specific y yeah. things. Oh my god. I need a Valentine's Day event. Right? So bad. Um I'm like, that's one of my goals for this year is to actually, like, make Valentine's Day work for me. Yeah. Because basically, I don't get on it early enough, and yeah. then and it's then just nothing. Out. Yeah. And I make fucking I'm actually, jewelry. I'm actually the same way. And I make fucking cards. <laughs> Guys, what's wrong with us? What are we doing? Um, Maybe we need to do a collaborative something that will push us in that sure. direction. Yeah. Like if we do, like, if you did, like, I already have my... I already have my Valentine's Day limited edition thing figured the fuck out. Nice. It's we're we're good I to don't. go. We're on it. Last night was how I finished 
I was officially done working last night. Yeah. Steve's not. He has to drop off jewelry today, but... Um, Steve's still working. I finished last night and we're laying in bed and I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, do you want to know how ridiculous I am? (laughs) I'm planning Valentine's Day in my head right now. (laughs) I'm thinking about the last couple weeks. I've been thinking constantly about next year's holiday show Mm. for show of hands. Where I'm like, oh, we could do this and we can have this. And I'm like, oh, we need to make sure we have a gift wrapping station. And I want to make sure we have a photo booth. And I want to make sure we have a what? And I'm like, it's not. I mean, I need to, what I need to do is write it all down and let it leave my brain instead of coming up with all these great, because this is what I do. I'll come up with amazing ideas for things Mm -hmm. that are so far out that like. It'll it'll just disappear, and then six months from now, I'll be like, I had a really great idea for something, yeah. and I don't know what it was. I maybe only get half of my ideas written down, because yeah. I'm, like, bouncing all over the place, yes. and then I think, I'll remember that. That's yeah, such a good, that's big good idea. I will not I'll remember it. it. No, I'm not I forget. forget it. Um, speaking of show of hands next year, um, <laughs> yes. <I've>, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I think... The best thing about Porter Flea, yeah, which was great. You would have loved it, yeah. At, like as a showrunner, I would have been. Not you would have been like, saddened. Yeah, he would have been like, these awesome. people are doing it right. Good. They brought in maybe like seventy five pizzas on Friday I, night. Somebody was telling me that the show they were started. Like, yeah, that they got pizza. And it was. It wasn't they have like breakfast too. There was breakfast, there was breakfast. the next morning. Yeah, so we people didn't were like, to buy oh, our dinner. Had breakfast." So I was like, "I'll get you breakfast. Calm down." And mimosas. Oh shit! And I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to drink at like All nine right, in the bad. morning, but Steve did. Wait, I have a question. Um, How much yeah. does that show cost? Um, two sixty for just a regular booth. You have to pay more for let's, corners or for electricity. Let's all take a deep breath and mm-hmm. think about how little shit costs in fucking Nashville. It's essentially one day though, and how little shit costs. How not little shit costs in Chicago. Right. I no, always think about that. I'm like, if I just moved my show to like Detroit, yeah, my budget could be literally half of what it is in right. Chicago for the same show. No, of course. And it was, like, at the fairgrounds. Yeah. So it's just... It was one day, or was it two days? Well, it was on Friday night, and then all and day then Saturday. Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, like, in a fairgrounds building. Yeah. Nothing fancy, but the lighting was good. Was good. Yeah. Like, we brought extra lights and didn't, didn't need, them. need them. That's good. People I know. I'm put hoping. a lot of work into their booths, too. It was very impressive. Nice. But, like, you know, at the end of the show, I'm still, like impressed by how much they did extra for us that they really didn't have to do yeah um and what i was gonna say about the pizza again is sometimes when you get free food at things it's like you know how many people are there to eat the free food and there's (laughs) only this much free food so you're like i'll take one piece of pizza Yeah, yeah no there was it was just a whole giant long table stacked up with boxes of pizza so i took like a full plate You're of pizza. Like, I just took Steve a Steve went back for more. There was so much pizza. Was like, it just for the vendors or was yeah, it for shoppers? Just oh, for okay, the vendors. Got it. Got it. So much food. Nice. I mean, I mean, we could do that. Like, I mean, when I think they about... They could have given us more free coffee. They're, when I think about now. stuff that's, le- like, legit things like that are kind of easy. Like, people get crazy about, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you give us coffee all weekend. And I can't, like... But guess what? I have Ritual mm-hmm. as a sponsor, and then they get a booth, and they don't. I don't charge them for their booth. They get a free booth based on them paying me in coffee. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, Beguile gets free sponsorship based on getting Yeah, I was wondering beer. if you could... And if so there's some there's super, other thing you could do. It would be super easy for do. me to be like, let's find a nearby pizza place. Well, Chicago's is real close. Right. And then yeah. just say, like, hey, we'll pimp you out and you get sponsorship. Yeah. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows that you gave us pizza. Yeah. And you'll give us a sweet discount. Mm-hmm. And, like, then, yeah, it might cost a couple hundred dollars to buy 50 pizzas. But I, I mean, it was just, it was convenient because on Friday night, you're... Like, you get to the event to set up at, like, 2, right? Yeah. Same show of hands. And um, particularly there, you're now stuck. You're stuck there, yeah. There's not somewhere to walk so to. So we had um, packed sandwiches, which we ended up not eating We when we got back in the um, hotel. Yeah. But it was so great to have, like, hot food. Yeah. Before well, that's, that's you're about thing. to have to, like, I don't, the, you know. The food work. vendors don't pay for their booths either their payment is to give you guys discounts sure. so basically i just say like hey the equivalent of your booth payment would be you giving a hundred vendors four dollars worth of food mm-hmm. so i'm gonna make coupons and you can decide what the coupon is for yeah you can say it's just four dollars off you can say it's four dollars off a purchase of ten dollars or more you can decide what that is but then like the vendors are gonna buy food from the other from the food vendors regardless mm-hmm. yeah but, like, how nice is it for them to be, you know, like, yeah, give them a discount. Like, mm-hmm. they're, I understand what it is to be a vendor and be like, oh, well, I really want to go get a hot dog, but it costs $8. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, there was go fuck yourself. $4 <laughs> pour-over coffee. Oh, I hate when and shows have pour-over But they called it, so it on the menu, it said drip coffee, which in my head is, like, regular fucking coffee. Yeah, from a drip coffee. But... Apparently, they meant, like... It, pour over it and then it drips? Drips. That's not right. Drip. Like, you have to wait for it to <laughs> they drip. Meant, they meant slow One drip at oh my a God. time coffee. There was a holiday renegade when it was still at Pulaski Park Auditorium. I know. I remember that. that, that and they ran, ran out, out of show, coffee. And they ran out yeah. of... First, they ran out of cream. Mm. And I was like, go to the fucking grocery store. I was like, do you want me to do it? I'll go get cream. I'll yeah. be right back. Give me $20. Like... There were three of them standing there like little dumbasses, like one at a time making people a coffee. It and was I was just like, it was intelligentsia. Yeah. And I was just like, you, this is the worst idea I've, and there was no other option. It was like, if you want coffee, it's pour over. Like, how do you not have a thermos yeah. of stuff that's made? Like, we just want caffeine. I just want coffee. Yeah. Like, and so do the shoppers. The shoppers mm-hmm. don't want to stand in line and watch Mm-mm. you pour over coffee. Nope. They want a coffee to walk around and shop. Yeah. Like, why are you creating, A, a bottleneck, B, pissed off people, mm-hmm. C, I ran out of cream, yeah, and then they ran out of coffee. And I was like, you're intelligentsia. You can't run out of coffee. Mm-hmm. You make coffee. Yeah. Like, I think we what? might have... Um, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Got any Dunkin' Donuts that year. Right. Because like, there's you, the one yeah, You're like, I'll plus. just walk over to the gas station and yeah. get myself some coffee. Yeah. Jerks. Um, all right. What, oh, what I'm we, saying is yeah, that, like, let's doing, refocus. <laughs> doing those events makes me, like, A, think about, okay, here's all these other people who are all kind of, you know, like, it makes you realize, like, we're all in the same boat. We're all kind of fighting the same issues. There's, like, a whole level of shit that's always there. Like, the whole, like, I'm a small business, and I'm just trying to get people to see my product, and I'm making choices by myself. And mm-hmm. and then there's, like, now this new layer of, like, 
the world sucks and like our government sucks and we're all we all have this like underlying depression right now about like what is the future of our country and all that yeah. deep shit that like on a day-to-day basis we all kind of have to squash down a little bit so we don't oh yeah go crazy yeah i but then we also have to go okay how can i how can on the one hand i just get on with my life so i right. don't fall into a pit of deep despair right how do i make sure this doesn't affect my business because we run businesses when that like our personal feelings about our own life and the world around us affects our business decisions. Right. I mean, the net neutrality thing is right. Like, there's so many actually things going coming to affect at us, us that, like, I keep trying to remember that, like, there are certain things that cannot be affected. Mm-hmm. Like, when I do events like that, I'm like, these are human beings that, like, I can have a conversation with, and we can have common ground and support each other and like everybody at the Merrymakers show was all Mm -hmm. like we were all buying things from each other and I just felt like that's so refreshing because none of no one can hurt any of that Mm -hmm. like no one can keep us from making our own event and doing an event in our space and buying shit from each other Mm -hmm. and like having conversations with one another and making friends with new makers like and I keep remembering, like, that's what I have to focus on so that I don't, like, let the internet make me feel depressed or, like, oh, how much attention am I getting? Mm-hmm. How much positive feedback am I getting on Instagram? Like, well, fuck that. Like, maybe go do an event and get three people to tell you that they like your product. Yeah. And, like, give you a hug and say that, like, you're thing Like, someone telling me that, like, show of hands was really great. And that they made a lot of money and that they love doing it. I'm like, that. I need to remember that and not focus on the things that maybe aren't real. (laughs) I'll also say that doing an event in a city I haven't been to before Mm -hmm. was so great because people are... It's new to them. And And they were so excited. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like... I mean, this sounds braggy because it it fucking is, but I can't count how many times people came up to us and said that this was their favorite jewelry they saw at the show. Awesome. Um, There was a ton of good jewelry. Yeah. There was a ton of good stuff. Like, it was... A great show. Yeah. I was well curated. Blown away by everyone's booth setups. Ours was just like a a table. You always say that, though. Um, That's not true people had walls yeah but you don't need walls to mer- to make a and booth like good. light up signs like neon signs and a good booth means that, you're, and that your product sells well a good booth and doesn't it did, have to be you know at the end of the day i'm like you know what we did better than we thought we were going to yeah so um it's fine but um no i don't like when i do show of hands like we know practically yeah, like every half of the customers that come through. Yeah. And they don't really say too much to you. Right. But um and I think it's also a Chicago thing. Yeah. Like people just want to look and not talk. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> or they want to come and tell you all their feelings well, I don't and know. Then not buy it. But like <laughs> every like it was a steady stream of customers and I I love this about Nashville. Every single person like comes up to you and says, "How are y'all?" Oh. Like Every, and they're happy. Yeah. And they 
like our I don't know. It was a great fucking crowd. Awesome. Like we were going to, we were joking that by the end of it that we were gonna start saying y'all like y'all all and, the time. Yeah, because yeah. it's everyone. It's yeah. not like a. It's, adorable. it's not a joke. Yeah, everyone says how are y'all? How y'all? Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. It was so cute. I hadn't thought about like how it was going to be obvious we weren't from there. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's true. Like, we, I think we all get into a Chicago bubble. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, like, I, I've not done any shows that aren't in Chicago other than going to trade shows in New York. I've never... This is the first... I've never done a craft show success, in another city. Like, truly successful out-of-town yeah. show we've oh, had. Oh, that's not true. I've done, Indi- I've done oh, yeah, Indiana do in that. Indianapolis. I did that three or four times. And that's a really good show. And that, I remember having similar feelings of like, oh, this is all new and fresh and novel to mm-hmm. these people. Like, they've never seen anything like this. Well, Whereas I, in Chicago, people are yeah. like, oh, that card's cute. I sure. saw that at the store, and I've seen this before. And <laughs> Well, um, having had the experience being in Austin and not getting very good right, feedback. And, having, yeah. um, and then I had, like, a fine experience in Seattle. It was the very first Seattle Renegade. So I think considering that, it was yeah. good. Um, and considering that, like, it paid for my one-week trip. Right. So that's a, not a huge a loss. And yeah. I had fun, like, yeah. being there. Um, and I would consider going back just because, like, it well, helps you pay for my trip to Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this... This was a business success, yeah, for sure. No, like, true. Friday night, we had paid for the um, booth fee, the car rental, and the hotel. Nice. We had paid all of it off. And then Saturday so was So Saturday icing. was just all profit. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. That's mm-hmm. best case scenario, really. Yeah. I always think about that when there are people from out of town that do how do you, Yeah. Where I'm like, like how are do you, you making do this work? And then, I re- and then, like, they tell me that they made $6,000. And I'm like, okay, never mind. You're fine. Oh, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're, mm-hmm. you've hit a magical place mm-hmm. in your sales at this show, and that's fantastic. Yeah. And I think it depends on what you're selling. Exactly. You know, if you're selling cards, you can't exactly travel all over the place. It would be impossible for me to make $6,000 at Show of Hands. Even my price point, I think, is iffy for travel. Yeah. Yeah, and you also have to consider... I mean, I'm always impressed with how many shows Julie from Long Dog Dandy does mm-hmm. where, like... Her stuff is not easy to transport. That's a that's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of weight and packaging and breakables and well, she drives yeah right. But like that's uh, it's like it stresses me out to think about taking my stuff and my yeah. stuff is compact and lightweight, relatively oh. speaking. Um, I mean, I've um flown to two shows and shipped my stuff to my friends' places yeah. and that worked out fine. And driving it worked out. Yeah, it was. Relatively easy. It's like another expense that you have to think about with like, you know, the boot. And I always think about that too with like how show of hands works. Like when I'm deciding what the booth fee is or does the booth fee go up or Mm -hmm. does the, you know, it's like there's so much more that goes into it than just the booth fee. Yeah. Like you always have to think about like it's, you know, two or three days of your being there and working or you hiring somebody to be Mm -hmm. there and working and then, like, the food you have to eat during that time and, like, your transportation and your shipping of things. And yeah. I mean, yeah, we were discussing uh, doing Porter Flea again and, like, having to 
remember that just because we did really well this time right. doesn't mean that it's we'll do well every time so we have to like continue to keep the expenses down like yeah. continue to stay at the cheap hotel near the airport right um because you never know and it's kind of like sometimes like things like that it's just like might might as well like it's not vacation you're not right it's not a fun trip where you're like let's stay in a luxurious hotel like you're only going to be there you need a bed and a door with mm-hmm. a lock like yeah and a toilet it wasn't yeah like, it was a fine hotel right and it's like but you, like there's there's no nothing exciting to, like right. we didn't get to like see nashville or anything right. and eventually maybe if you do that show enough like you can pad days around yeah. it where it's like you could leave you just can't do that for the holidays or you, you know right, exactly. shit's tight yes we can have another show a pile of work yeah you have other orders coming in you have other shows to do um but the summer it's nice to could, see that there are other, I mean, I'm, I'm still feel, have weird feelings about the fact that Dose Market is over and everyone's been asking me about it Yeah, how I feel. Yeah, I'm going to bug you about that later too. I have lots of ideas. I think it's funny because like for as many people who have asked me about it that are like, oh my God, are you so happy? Which seems like a really creepy, what? Yeah. Why would I be happy? And then the other people who are like, Oh my god, it's devastating. And I'm like, I'm somewhere in between that. Sure. Like, I'm certainly, it's none of my business why it ended. Mm-hmm. I, kn- I know why it ended. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I I do that a lot where I think, well, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done it that way. I wouldn't have announced it that way. I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But that's me. That's my. That's how I feel. I and mean, that's my opinion. I only did the show once. I've only but done I it once But I still think too. that it's sad that it's ending because it was a lot of people other, shopped it. Yeah, and, and it was it was it was the reputable like if I feel bad just, for the vendors who did do that's it exactly that, and, and that's what did I well everyone. at it. That's what I've told everyone is that my my. They're going to have to find My a way to make up for that. My feelings of being sad about mm-hmm. it and pissed off about it are for the people who have been doing every dose for yeah. the last seven years. Particularly, like, the love dose would be coming up in yes. a couple months. And I've always and heard that was their biggest yeah. And now one. it doesn't exist. So what's going to... Re- like, we actually need something to replace it. Right. It's not like a, eh, that's gone now. No, that was and a big deal I said people. something to someone that wasn't a maker. I was talking to someone who's not really in like it's not a vendor behind the scenes person Mm. and I basically said like my thought is that now I'm concerned that because that show was held so frequently Mm -hmm. that there were people that were saying like okay that's my that's my February revenue yeah that's my that's my April revenue like and then May could be show of hands Mm -hmm. and then that's my June revenue and then that's my August revenue. And then September is Renegade. And then October, that's my October revenue. Uh-huh. Like, you're literally wiping out, potentially, like, 50 or 60 vendors six months of their revenue. Yeah. You, are, you just walked away from. Uh-huh. And, like, obviously it's not her responsibility. Like, obviously... I would feel the same way. Like, if, if my personal life made me abandon show of hands, uh-huh. like... It's not, it's really at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to keep all of you in business. That's, it's, well, I mean, it has nothing to do with Let's say me. you were moving. Right. Would you try to find someone to take over show of hands? Yes. Absolutely. Well, and what if you, no one can? Now it's over. I would, it's weird to me that, I mean, oh, if. Why do I keep sitting? 
if something came up, and there's like lots of things that could come up that would make, you know, someone stop doing, like, and when it comes down to it, like, I don't know very much of the behind the scenes of the operations of that show. Sure. I know my own show, and I know that, like, if something happens to me, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, literally, right. if I walked out the door today and got hit by a bus, like, there's no more show of hands. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. There's not a staff of people to pick Please up the don't pieces. Do that. There's not. There's not a company running it that then they just replace me. Like, if, if something happens to me, mm-hmm. the show is gone. And that's a lot of pressure, but yeah. it's also, like... I think that there would be a part of me based on what the show's purpose is. The show's purpose Mm -hmm. is to support the vendors. And so it would be very weird for me to just be like, peace out, I'm done. Like, and and fuck all of you. I'm sure it's more complicated. Of course it is. But like, for, for me, it would be, it would seem weird and like hypocritical. Like it would seem weird and bizarre for me to just be like, not only am I not going to give you a whole lot of notice, but, like, surprise, the next show that's coming up is the last one. Deal with it. Um, and, like, if I had known that in advance, I would have not forgotten the deadline and I would have applied. It's weird that no one knew it in advance. I'm sure some people did. I think it's a very strange... I mean, I, think- I almost applied and then I, I wrote the deadline and my planner wrong. That's what happened to a couple show of hands people. They missed the deadline really? because they wrote it on the wrong date. I don't know how I did it. Like, uh, I got the email. It was, like, earlier in the year. Yeah. And I wrote it, um, you know, like, several months in advance. Yeah. Dose deadline. And I wrote it a week late. Oh. Too bad you didn't write it a week early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, what, my, I think my concern is, like, when I started Show of Hands, the whole reason I started Show of Hands was because we needed more of this kind of event. And we now need, we need more again, so we what are you going to do about it, We need Emily? more renegades. <laughs> we need more one-of-a-kinds. We, we really do. We need more dose markets. We need more Show of Hands. We need other people to step up. And there are some really good shows that are that are doing things well on a very small scale mm-hmm. that I kind of hope will step it up and, like, either have their events be more often Mm -hmm. or figure out a way to make their events larger. Like, I've heard really good things about Sauce. I knew you were going to say that. I've heard really good things about the Revolution Brewing show. Did you go to? That used to be kind of shitty. Like, no, I'm I'm not kidding. Like, Um, it's fair. I had done one. It's fair to say that, that like, when they first started doing it, it it took a while for it to get its I think it's different And it's hard to do things when you do it little because... You ha- if you're going to do it little, you have to do it so often and so well mm-hmm. that it becomes, like, this amazing little tiny gem that everybody wants to be a part of. And they, I think they've started to hit that. Yeah. So I like, wanted to go to the one on Sunday so bad I had it written down. We were both on board with going to check it out. And then you were, like, I got not. three restock requests. Right. And so work comes yeah, went out. I know it's hard. It's always hard to go to the shows you want to go to in December. Because, like, you either have your own shows yeah. or you're doing work. <laughs> I thought things would be winding down enough. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to continue to kill myself yeah. this close to the end. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I I felt the being worn out more than than you yeah, years past. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I don't know. I want there to be more shows. I know that I can't be personally responsible for ha- providing I don't more think, shows, but no. I certainly know that I have. I'm in a position where Show of Hands has enough of a following, mm-hmm. and I have a hardcore, awesome group of vendors that I feel like if I was like, "Hey, we're gonna do a Valentine pop up at this yeah. location," yeah, yeah, the week before thing, week before Valentine's Day, um, there's only gonna be forty of you, yeah. It costs this much that, like, I would immediately have sign-ups. Like, yeah. I would fill the slots overnight and move forward. I think the key ingredients are venue. That's my main yes. issue is can I find a venue that is in a good location, that's mm-hmm. easy to get to, that has the amenities that we require and can hold enough people to merit a reasonable booth fee. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cost $10,000 for me to rent. Yeah. And then I have to figure out things like, is it a one-day show? That would cut way down on my logistics. One day like, is fine. If I do it one day and it's set up in the morning, get out at mm-hmm. night, then I don't need a security guard. I don't need yeah. overnight security. I don't need rentals overnight. I don't need um, the cost of multiple-day rentals. There's so many costs that go into... The minute you make a one-day show a two-day show, yeah. it, it it's, it's so much more expensive. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean, you Emily, do it. please do it. <laughs> I mean, um, you do it. No, something else I've been thinking about a lot is that I follow all these um, Brooklyn makers. Yeah. And they have all these in-studio events where a bunch of them get together and sell, like, yeah. do a studio sale. Yeah. And um, Sophia and I kind of did something like that yeah. last year, but it was just the two of us. Yeah. And I feel like there's no reason why we couldn't, like, get a group of us together yeah. that did things like that more regularly. Yeah. I think it could work. Like, I've thought about the idea of, like, not locking myself into a set location. Mm-hmm. Like. Dose in the beginning was was in many different places. It wasn't just at Man- Morgan Manufacturing. Well, at like, the very beginning, it, they were only at River East. Art well, Center. so like there was like they they would like pop around for a while, like where they were like in at, the middle they pop yeah, around. Like for they a were while. just in like different places, and I thought, well, that's kind of an interesting. Like, there's two ways to think about it. The one way is. Everybody knows that show of hands is always at Architectural Artifacts. They know that's where they're going. They know mm-hmm. that's the neighborhood. They know that's the mm-hmm. space. I know that's the space. It makes everything really easy and consistent. Mm-hmm. And it makes marketing easy and consistent. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the thought that, like, what if we did a show in Bridgeport? What if we did a show in Humboldt Park? What if we did mm-hmm. a show in Edgewater? What if we did a show in, you know? But then everything comes down to what fucking venue. Like, right. it's so hard to find venues in the city that if they are worth anything they cost 10 to 15 to 20 thousand dollars yeah it's and if they aren't worth anything if they're if they're just a elementary school gym yeah or a parking lot or some random empty rental space Mm -hmm. then that brings in all sorts of issues you're either dealing with a shitty landlord or no power or bad wi-fi i mean we have horrible wi-fi architecture artifacts but Mm -hmm. like just like weird shit that then that that's so much more work and energy and logistics and shit to deal with that like it kind of takes away mm. how effective you know like I should be spending time on marketing and making sure that I have the best 
vendors and making sure that everything is set up really great. And then it also kind of has to look cool. Like, I can't, I, I won't just throw all of you in a gym. It's not going to happen. I won't do it. Like, it, it's part of the success of Show of Hands is that it looks amazing. It's part of the success of Dose. Like, yeah. the fact that Dose yeah, they've always in, had really they've good locations. always had these really beautiful, interesting locations that make you feel like the stuff you're looking at is nice and fancy mm-hmm. and up to caliber. And, mm-hmm. like, and if you throw, I'm sorry, if you throw it in a gymnasium, like, throw, like, imagine Norman Lee's booth in a gymnasium. And then imagine their booth. Mm-hmm. At Morgan Manufacturing. Right. Like, which, which one would you feel more comfortable paying $85 right. for a tray? Not the gym. You're mm-hmm. standing in a gym. Why does this cost $80? But if you're in the fancy, beautiful venue, and you're surrounded by fancy, beautiful things, and you kind of feel like you should maybe dress nicely to go to the show, like, mm-hmm. that creates this atmosphere of, like, I'm here to spend money, and I know what the value of that is. And I don't know, maybe that's like a Chicago thing, but um, the fairground setting Wasn't for like a fleet didn't seem to, it didn't matter. People are there to shop. Yeah. But that show's been go- going on for like for a, a long yeah. time. Well, so, so I feel like that's the other like thing. Like customers were saying they're like anything that's porterfleet, yeah, they'll they know go. is going yeah. to be good. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's kind of where Show of Hands is at. I think you can do like, it. I feel like if I just put my name on it and mm-hmm. say, we're going to go do this at this place, even if it's tiny, even if it's 20 vendors, like people will go to it based on the fact that they're like, well, that lady's not going to yeah. put together a shitty show. She's, All right. You know. Write it down, Emily. You have to do it now. Because um, I need you to do it. Well, so somebody find me a venue and then we'll do it. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's all a matter of space. Like, I need to be... I would have to figure out, like... It's all the math problem of it. Like, if I have 20 vendors and I charge them $250 a piece, then that means that... My formula usually is that the venue needs to cost less than half of the vendor fees. Mm-hmm. Like, for me to manage a budget. I would think, like, a third so would like, probably be good. Right, well, yeah. I mean, the lower, the better. Like, if the vendor fees can cover all, you know, they need to be able to cover marketing. And, and then it's also, like, if it's a shitty venue where I need to, like, bring in lighting or bring in, so, you know, like, the more stuff I have to provide because the venue's not great, that's more money. That's more upping my budget. Whereas, like, if I can just walk into a space and it's set up and it's gorgeous and has great lighting and an accessible entrance and it's easy to get to, then I don't have... There's so many things I don't have to pay more money for. All right. So, if anyone knows of a space... Yeah. I mean... Email Emily at whatever. Info at show fans. Yeah. Or Emily at orangebeautiful.com is always the easiest. I mean, I'm trying to figure out, too, like, if I can do it. The problem with booking things at Architectural Artifacts is that their main, any any venue that's, like, really beautiful and amazing tends to be for weddings. Mm-hmm. And those take away all the weekends. So, like, you can't, if I wanted to book a Thursday mm-hmm. event at Architectural Artifacts, th- I could have it. I could have yeah. it tomorrow. I could book it, and it would cost half as much. Mm-hmm. And, but... 
no one's going to come to a shopping event on a Thursday. I don't know. Aren't there some of these little markets? But is that worth it for any? Is that worth it for anybody to do like a two or three hour? This all comes back to we need to get our event like listing thing together. Yeah, so we can can see. Yeah. I mean, we so, really need to. I'm writing it down. So, like the like, sauce isn't sauce yeah. like on a Tuesday. It's on like it a was Tuesday definitely night on a weeknight. Yeah, and then it's like six to ten or something, right? Something so, like, like that. yeah, potentially I could be doing something that's more of like an evening. I think I do have to set my reset my brain. Like my brain is very much show of hands focused, where I'm like three days. Everybody's gonna have amazing booth displays. It's like this yeah, huge commitment whereas like there's no reason to not just do a very low key show yeah. that's 25, 30 vendors and you all get a table and you're not, and, and you all decide like if you want to bring a massive amazing booth display and set it up for four hours and then take it home that's totally your I mean call. I couldn't believe that people built walls for right. what is essentially a one day show. show. Right. So it's like I, that's, you know, that's up to them. I shouldn't feel like it's not worth it. Yeah. And if it's the key is if it's a space that can hold a good amount of shoppers, mm-hmm. the fact is is like the Friday night at Show of Hands is an amazingly successful night. It's mm-hmm. an amazingly successful 4 hours. Yeah. That like if that stood alone without the Saturday Sunday, it could. If you if everybody's booth fees were a third, you're totally right. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you think about it in that way, like it's all about marketing. It's all about marketing and pushing it, and like maybe it's ticketed. Maybe what we do is ticketed. Um. Well, I told Dose you this. I checked ticketed. the um Porterfleet preview night. Yeah. People pay twenty five dollars a ticket to get into that, and then they get so stuff, that right? they could like they shop get... when it was not fucking not fully insane. crowded. People waited an hour to get into the building on Saturday. Holy but shit! But you could pay fifteen dollars to, to get into a line? shorter line. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's that's called a racket. <laughs> but people did awesome. it. Of course. They did it. I mean, I, I kind of feel like every year that the Friday night is kind of a racket. But then people are like, well, no, I want to get first dibs. I want to see things before everybody else does. I want to go on an evening and have a cocktail. Yeah. And, like, it feels different. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, no, yeah. I mean, if I wasn't the person running the show, I'd fucking pay for a ticket to go to that Friday night. I'd be yeah. one of those people who's 25... First 25 in line. Mm-hmm. For sure. Every time I'd be that one of those people. So I think that, yeah, that could be another way to, like, offset some costs. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I believe truly that it's all about marketing. If it, if you market the shit out of it for weeks and weeks and weeks before the show, and you figure out fun ways Let's to market it. Let's have a it, whole episode that's about marketing. Okay. <laughs> right now? No. Um... Um, no, in 2018. <laughs> this is how I'm getting all my ideas. We haven't talked about list. any of our, like, end-of-the-year stuff yet. We've talked we about talk show, show of hands. hands. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that kind of moves yeah. into goals I for do next have, year, I right? mean, on my list was... Your goal is to have me do a Valentine's show, and right. my goal is... <laughs> My um, I need to, to do think, more events. Right. You need to do more events. And I have it me, written down. You want me to produce them. <laughs> yes, thank you. Done. <laughs> um, or to have people invite me to sell stuff in their studios because my studio is in my apartment. And no, you right. cannot come shop in it. Well, I think that's, um, another, that's another way that Show of Hands could facilitate some events. Is that, like, how easy would it be for Show of Hands essentially to sponsor... Mm-hmm. A series of studio events. Sure. Why where, not? like, I reach out 
to my vendors and mm-hmm. say, okay, I need everyone to, you know, raise a show of hands, raise your hand. Oh, my God. And tell me <laughs> who has a studio space mm-hmm. that can accommodate an event. Yeah. Fill out the survey. I want you to give me approximate square footage, where it's located, what kind of public access you have. Mm-hmm. And this is all just for people who are willing to open their studio to an event. Yeah. Meaning, maybe it's you and one other vendor. Yeah. Maybe it's you and six other vendors. Maybe you have a friend that has a gallery and they are looking for events. Like, who mm-hmm. knows what things we might find out from just opening up yeah. the floodgates. I think we need to do more of that. And then it could literally be something where it's like, that person that puts up their studio space, like, they they don't pay anything. Yeah. Yeah. Show of hands covers the marketing costs, covers signage and web graphics, whatever it is. Like we can do like and it's basically and right. Snacks. And then we can figure out like who can we ask to you know give or discount us food or mm-hmm. give or discount us alcohol or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the two or three people who are makers in the event, like, get a sweet booth fee or what? Like we figure mm-hmm. out between us for that specific event. Yeah. Like, how can we make this work for all of us? Because it has to be, like, cheap enough. Right. It has to be worth it. Yeah. But then I think if it started to be, like, a series of things, it could start, you know, then it's something that people start looking forward to, and there's a calendar of things. Like, guess what? The next one's going to be... I always did that for the pop-ups at Orange Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, know what the next event is going to be when the first one happens. Yeah. So that at that event, you can be like... Hey, you thought this was great? Here's a card for the next one. Like mm-hmm. with a discount on it even. Like come to the next one and get 10% off or get or you get free admission if it's ticketed or whatever it is. So like trying to figure out kind of how to use the numbers. Like if I've got a hundred vendors at my disposal that might have, you mm-hmm. know, access to space or access to other vendors or whatever, like use them. <laughs> To get to start doing more stuff. But I think, I mean, I would definitely like, I mean, one of my goals for not, I mean, for show of hands, like the spring show, my goal is for the spring show to just be, I need to get the spring show up to par with the holiday show. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a heavy task. Yeah. But that's my goal is I want it to be the go-to show regardless of the fact that it's in the middle of the spring Mm -hmm. like I want people to like do the same I'm saving the date I wouldn't miss it for the world yeah I've got to go to that show that they do for November right but then that's also a good you know that's actually a good argument for doing more smaller events because guess what if I do two smaller events before that spring show Mm -hmm. that's just a way to market the spring show yeah. Like, that's just two more instances where I'm like, if you thought this was great with these 20 people, you should come to the one in May that has 100 people. Right. Like, it's this times 10. Let's go do that. So I have to think about stuff like that. But then it's also, like, not stretching myself so thin that I'm now but just you, But you're going to have help, so. You're yes, good. I am going to have help. That's true. God bless him. I'm... <laughs> All right, I'm going to start. How many minutes are we at? We're at 43 minutes. So I'm so going to start bad. with the top of my list. <laughs> Is your list very long? Go. No, I, w- I just wrote down, like, topics. That okay. I'm Do it. 
but it's like totally switching pace. Do we spend 45 minutes talking about our thoughts on shows yeah. again? Uh-huh. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so this is we supposed to be like we our... We can't help what we talk about. End of year wrap up. And this is um, sort of uh, tying into what we talked about on our video this morning um, with uh, wanting to promote people. Because we both like promoting people. We do. Um, and I just wrote down, like, sharing how we survive the holidays, which for me um, means promoting stuff other people make that yeah. I feel like I don't made me feel sane. Yeah. So, like, um, I did a lot of good trades this year. Trades um, are the best. I got... The coffee scrub from Scratch Goods. Nice. And their coffee eye butter. Yeah. For, like, dark circles. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, But the coffee scrub, like, I haven't been to their luxuries. new... I haven't either. I had a son, Steve. <laughs> I feel like we should figure out a way to do a field trip down there. Well, I think we also need to talk to them about events. They yeah. just had one. Um, oh, yeah? And I was too busy to do yeah. it. But um, I have, um, you know, their logo has a hexagon mm-hmm. in it. So my hexagon jewelry is there now. Oh, Yeah. Ain't that sweet. Um, and uh, anyhow, back to self-care stuff. Of course, Zach's stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, this is a real so review. Yeah, Element. We have to Aramid remember to not just say people's names. Um, I was going to. Because some people are like, we don't know who that is. I was going to. I swear. <laughs> we don't know who Mark is. So two <laughs> nights ago, I went to bed later than Steve, so I couldn't see to find my sleep spray. Yeah. And I, so I didn't use it, and I couldn't sleep. I was just up for hours. So basically, Zach is your dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, <laughs> I, like, I got frustrated, and so I, like, turned the light on and found it. You're like, I'm it, sorry, I, I need to find my sleep spray. Yes. That's awesome. And um, I did, I was able to use it last night, and I've used it every night, and yeah. it is 100% putting me to sleep. Nice. So, sleep spray, um, I use the, those, um, whatever herbs that you put in the boiling water oh, and do the steam, the steam thing a couple yeah. of times because I feel like I've had this like um cold sweat gross thing yeah. and just like a fog nervous stressness like yeah. not not sick but feeling like I'm on the verge of getting sick for two weeks and I haven't gotten sick but um doing that what else I feel like I have this huge mental list of people's stuff that they make. Yeah. That's like that's like helping you survive. Yes. And I wanted to give everyone shout outs. I got um. I love my. The uh, what's it called? It's like one of the mask clay masks from Flora Botanical. Mm. That I got at show of hands, and I love it. And I've been trying. I actually like. I've been trying to do it more, and I, you know, but then I'm like, oh, if I do it randomly, then it's more of, like, a treat. Eh. But then I'm like, no, I'm going to do one every day. Everyone deal with it. (laughs) Um, But that, I love that, and then I got, um, 
always real soaps muscle soak. Oh yeah, I like, have that too. Forever. I need to take a bath. I feel like God I just should it. probably. Josh even said the other day, he's like, so we have all these empty jars that we should like give back to Seamus, and he's like, can we just buy it in bulk next time? Like, can we literally just buy like a bucket of probably. this? Probably. And I was like, we probably can. I, we should just ask him. New business idea for you, like, Seamus. Up just a bucket with a scoop, <laughs> right? And it just has a real soap sticker on the outside. Yeah. Like, and I'll just put it. Under my sink in the cabinet. Yeah. And it'll just be like, it's time for a scoop. Yeah. I think that works, right? Yeah. You could get little, like, custom scoops made. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> and then can't my candles. My, oh, yes. My Edgewater I, candles. That's, that was on my list. I have There's the, literally the one... Apple cider, spiced oh, apple cider yeah, or something yeah, yeah. in That's my studio really that I'm really liking. I think I'm, I might be addicted to the cedar lavender, like, in a creepy way, where, like, now I have a little travel to... I think at one point he gave... he gave, Oh, he gave us little sample mm. ones at some point. Yeah. And it had, like, one of all the scents they were currently doing. And that so I have a little cedar lavender travel tin that's on my desk by my computer that I literally just have it open... And, like, I'll go in there and sit down, and you can, when it's not burning at all, you can still smell it. Yeah. And I literally, like, a freak will, if I'm just quickly doing something on the computer, I will be on the computer and, like, holding it up to my nose. And then I'll put it down and, like, walk away. Like, because if I'm not there long enough to legit light it. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. I'll just sit there and smell it like a weirdo. That is weird. It's so good. I don't know why I like huh. it so much. But it's really good. Going to, I feel like I had this, like... Why didn't you make an actual list? I've been, like... <laughs> Why don't you have a spreadsheet for it? I know. That's alphabetized. I know. Other stuff that you bought at Show of Hands? Well, I feel like we already did that. You got all that stuff at... You got all that stuff from Zach at Show of Hands, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I all that stuff. And then I have, like, I don't know... 15, 20 candles from Edgewater that I got in a trade. <laughs> it's a lot of candles. It's good. They'll be gone before you know it because we'll be burning them all the time. Wait, yeah, I have two, two that we're currently burning. Um, this is not a show of hands thing or a handmade thing. Ooh. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You're, You're allowed. This is the opposite. I give you permission. I... What is it, a Coors Light rug from Target? Like nope. <laughs> That's the opposite of show hand stuff. <laughs> I'm sure everyone already knows this, and I'm like, Michelle, duh. But Aldi has Michelle, amazing duh. chocolate. Oh, like they're like Aldi brand? Well, they don't have chocolate. Old, well, no, it's no. not Aldi brand. Oh. It's like imported German chocolate because oh. they're a German company. Yeah. And it's fucking good. It's so good. It is really, really good. All right. That has been helping. There's an Aldi really close to me. Maybe I'll go check it out. It is good. Really good chocolate. Good chocolate. Yeah. You're allowed to like Aldi chocolate. <laughs> I mean, it's not like their brand no. or anything. It's high. I saw an email. I've heard it before. It was like from the kitchen. An email saying the if you go to Aldi, buy get this, this chocolate. Thing. Yeah. And so, of course, I sent Steve, because I haven't... This is the first time I've left the house since Saturday. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's acceptable. That's only three days. Yeah. But I've been at a once-every-three-days pace for about two months. I've only left the house because I now have a job. Yeah. I... If it wasn't, if it wasn't really for leave. my 
my job job, I would not leave the house. <sighs> I feel like... Um, oh, well, I also wrote down, like, what, um, to share what TV and podcasts, whatever else we've all been listening Um, to, watching. I've only been listening to My Favorite Murder. Yeah. That and last podcast on the left I listened to. Um, I have, I have some other podcasts on my feed, but I don't, I have, I don't listen to any of them. I only listen to My Favorite Murder. Um... It's hard to listen to other podcasts when yeah. you spend your time being consumed by your own podcast. By your own dumb podcast. <laughs> I know. It's really, yeah. Um, I think mostly because I've been, again, I'm like so, my brain's on overload a little bit mm-hmm. with like now that I have this other job and I'm thinking about Orange Beautiful stuff and like Josh leaving his job and so my brain's not really been mm-hmm. open to mm-hmm. like new content (laughs) well mine's not open to new content either but I noticed that something that I did last year and felt compelled again to do this year and that was um re-watching the west wing oh yeah so I just um re-watched it again and finished it last night um but I realized I like watching things where people are also working as much or more as I am. <laughs> it feels comforting. <laughs> You're like, because I'm they're okay. constantly making cracks about how many hours they work yes. that day or when the last time they went home was yeah. and stuff like that. And you're, you're like, like, oh, this all me. feels so normal to me. I'm, These I'm are okay my people. Person. Yeah. I'm not weird. Um, so that, I feel like it helped. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, I've been watching, like, crime documentary things. Big shock. I watched, like, a four, six-part thing about Lacey Peterson. Oh, oh, the thing that they advertised on My Favorite Murder? No, probably. that was someone else. Sorry. I'm no, 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 that was probably that Nicole Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Natalie Holloway. Natalie Holloway. Yeah. Um, No, there's some new thing on Lacey Peterson. Well, because, like, new things have come about. It was one of those things where, like... Is it on Netflix? Um, no. I think Uh. I... I think I rented it off of, like, iTunes. On iTunes. Oh. I don't know how to do that. Um... You just go on iTunes and you pick TV shows. I tend to not open iTunes. Um, well, yeah, why would you? I don't know. I do, I only open iTunes to look for TV shows. This was, um, like, and then you can either buy each individual episode for some insane amount of money, or you Mm -hmm. buy, like, a season pass for $6. So, like, Amazon. Exactly. Oh, okay. Um, so this is, like, a, I think it's either four-part or six-part, I don't remember which. But it was one of those things where, like, I knew about the case... When it was current, because this happened in what two thousand twelve? It was I longer think? ago than really? we think. Oh, I thought it happened like less, like five years ago. Maybe it is longer. Are you gonna look it up? Um, yeah, because so, I feel like it was actually. Oh, maybe it was like two thousand two. Two thousand two, maybe I'm thinking, not twelve. I bet it was. Oh yeah, because there was a thing later about how he had been in jail for like twelve years, twelve or fifteen years. So yeah, two thousand two. I bet is when. It yeah, happened. it was two thousand two. Okay, so. This is, the, in case people don't remember, this is the one where the pregnant woman, Lacey Peterson, went missing. What does it say? Is it new, even more new information? 
I'm so far behind yeah. on the apparently in September they yes. found her body wait, bodies of Lacey Peterson and her unborn son. I shouldn't just be reading. That's ten random. years ago. They found it. They found her body like really soon after she died. Oh, okay. I didn't follow the case. Oh, okay. Very well. So basically, this she, is Scott Peterson, right? Yes. So I just remember she went that missing in him like and on he, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve in okay. two thousand and two. She went okay. missing. She was eight months pregnant. Uh huh. And he's he's just kind of a sketchy, dumb dude. Like he's just a bro. Like didn't he kill he, his second wife too? No, that's a di- that is. That is a different Peterson. That is... What? That is the guy who's in Chicago... The cop that lives in Chicago. What's his name? I thought... Uh-oh. I don't know. That's the guy... That guy, yes, killed his first... They think he drowned his first wife in a bathtub. That's a different Peterson. Guys, what's his name? Something Peterson. Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson. That's a different guy entirely. I, and I thought think that, that they were all the same And thing. I think that's a guy in Chicago. I think he's in Chicago. Or a I 100% of Chicago. thought that all that was the same thing. No. So Scott Peterson is, they're in like La Jolla, California. Okay. And she goes missing. There's all these weird like witness accounts of like seeing her walking her dog. One of her neighbors like finds her dog walk, like wandering mm-hmm. around outside their house with just his leash on but doesn't see her. Uh, Scott Peterson on Christmas Eve by himself goes fishing. Hmm. And everyone's just like, everything was just real sketchy, like from the get-go. And he made the mistake of, and I'm convinced after watching this documentary, that like, regardless of whether or not he did it, Hmm. which I can't, I honestly can't decide if he did or didn't. He is just a person that is one of those weird people Mm -hmm. that doesn't understand how he comes off to other people. So, like... I really hope that I don't end up being a suspect in a murder Oh, yeah, you would, be, you would get totally convicted. They'd be like, she's not even crying. Yeah. Send her away. <laughs> like, so... She's laughing hysterically? No, literally. That, and that's literally what And keeps asking to, to see the photos? He was being... He was... He was, like, business as usual. He wasn't crying. He wasn't... He wasn't tra- traumatized by his wife. Well, the husband and, always did it. But then it kidding? turned out that he was having an affair, which could have been related to him murdering her, could have been to unrelated to murder, could have been a coincidence. No. So there's all, and like once you watch this documentary mm-hmm. where it's like they get deep into like there's no forensic evidence. There's, no, there's absolutely nothing to tie him to this murder. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. But he still got convicted. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. He's See, in, I know nothing. He's on death row. Oh, he's been on death row. for I mean, 12 he probably years. did it. And I, I don't know. I think before I watched it, I was like, "This is gonna be a boring documentary because it's like, yeah, he killed his wife. Big deal. Let's move on." Mm-hmm. But after watching it, I'm now like, I don't know if he did. I actually don't know. There was like a thing about a burglary that happened across the street, and they are convinced that mm-hmm. someone from the burglary. There was like all this confusion about when the burglary occurred. And it got all swept under the rug by the prosecution, and like all the like, it was very confusing. And I was just like, "Yes, yeah, one of those dudes." For, and then like they ended up interviewing him like several one of the burglars like several years later, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Is this about?" He's like, "I didn't kill that pregnant girl." And they're like, "What are you talking about? We didn't mention a pregnant girl." We and need it's like, like a a lie detector <laughs> serum works. or something. Yeah, yeah. like 
uh, version of the sleep spray that's like a Just makes you not be able to tell the truth. Tooth spray. Yeah. Zach, work on it. It's just really weird because he at no point seemed like, and everybody always says like, people have grief in different ways. No, they don't. I'm sorry. But like, there has to be some point. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Like, there has to be some point where like, even if you hated your wife. Yeah. You, wouldn't you at least just pull something out and go, like, I did not kill her? He was just like, I don't know. Like, it was just... I, just I'm going to watch it, yeah. and then I'm going to get back to y'all, because he's I'm working on my weird... old lady detective skills. Oh, that's yeah. my next... That's my life plan after the jewelry things. He needs gone. an old lady I'm gonna detective be to tell Miss Marple. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's very sad, and, like, it's hard to... It's hard to watch stuff like that because, I mean, it's sim- It's very similar to OJ, where I got tired the, of watching yeah. that because I'm like, I already know what happens. Yeah, same but, with the Menendez thing. I'm was, like, but this, I know what happens. This seemed very different because, like, I'm sorry, but OJ Simpson like killed his wife. Oh, totally. Killed, like, there's no, there's absolutely no. In that case, there was fucking forensic evidence. There was fucking blood drops mm-hmm. on things. And so you're just like, this is undeniable. Oh, the Scott totally Peterson thing is just like a very weird, like the, the, like the baby was found separately from, from Lacey. Mm-hmm. She was in, like, she was eight months pregnant. Like, how's the baby outside of the mother? Okay, I was going to start asking questions and I realized that. You don't know that, anything about being pregnant? No. Um. <laughs> That it was gonna make me seem like more of a psychopath than I already <laughs> no, do. No, it's true. That's and that's not what this podcast is about. No, that's true. So we should move on. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's what I get for writing down TV. I wrote it down TV. You, you asked for it. On, and what do you think I'm watching? Murders. Yeah. Okay. Ask my husband. On what um, is my, my wife last, watching? Murders. My last TV topic is Good God. When is the next season of? The OA going to come oh, out? Oh, yeah. Now, is it the OA or just OA? I think it's just OA. OA? Yeah. When? I'm going crazy. I was <laughs> freaking out. running through last season in my head the other night when I was trying you to fall watch asleep. it again. I'm going to move was, this. Beware. Okay. I just don't know if it's That might have account. contributed to my insomnia was running potential... Being upset about the OA? No, not being upset about it. Oh. Um, like, I was going through season one in my head again. And oh, trying and trying to figure to, out what season two would... We're just trying to yeah. make sense out of it. Yeah. I've watched it almost three times. Oh, I haven't... I've only watched it once, and I do want to watch it a second time. I watch everything twice. So. To because I, sure. I... Well, I don't pay attention Except for Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting somewhere on it. You're like, I'm forcing myself to watch it. Um, okay. I'm going to skip some stuff. Uh, in the group, we've been having a lot of fun talking about how, how we nut, hate customers. nuts customers are. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that it would be good if we shared, like, a really good customer oh, experience. God. And I bring it up just because I had something happen this week that is just such a good reminder of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually know the first part about this. A customer at Show of Hands lost her purchase. Oh, okay. Somewhere yeah. between buying mm-hmm. it at Show of Hands and getting home, she lost her bag. Yeah. 
And I checked with um, you and you checked with the venue Mm -hmm. and we waited a couple days and nothing turned up. And we were basically like, there's so many people here that like, if something got left somewhere, someone took it home. Right. And like, or like if another vendor had it, they would have returned it to me by then. Um, Or given it to me. So, um, I like sat on it for a couple days and this is like a longer story than it needs to be. But um uh I feel like the universe sort of answered yes what this dilemma for it. me because a couple days later uh FedEx had come to deliver something and I was chatting with a FedEx guy and we're talking about how UPS keeps leaving my packages outside the mm-hmm. building, you know, like where someone could just pick it up and steal it. And he said he would never do that to me. And da da, we're he's like, like we're I'm having good times. Yeah, he's I like, you can you. call and um, make me your like official FedEx guy. Da da, call my name. And we're just telling stories. I'm like, yeah, someone actually like got buzzed into my building over the summer and stole one of my packages, mm-hmm. my um, Fitbit. And oh, right. so I contacted Fitbit. Um, because I told, you know, I filed yeah. a police report and told them that this got stolen. Like, is there anything they can do, do to, like, yeah. you know, I know those things have, like, like, computer chip stuff in them. Like, can you track it or something? Like, can, right? you, can you tell that it's been turned on? It has an ID number. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no. They're like, here's a 25% off coupon for it. And what's particularly frustrating is because that was a replacement for a defective Fitbit. Oh. So I paid them 150 bucks for a Fitbit. Yeah. It was defective. Yeah. They sent me a replacement. It got stolen. It got stolen. Mm-hmm. And then they gave me a 25% off discount. Yeah. And that pissed me off because I couldn't afford to buy yeah. a new Fitbit for 25% off. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I bought a Garmin Vivo Fit. Anyhow. Um... <laughs> And it just this frustrating This has been brought to, to you by Garmin that and FedEx. That is how um, a big company deals with that. And yeah. here I'm in a situation where this customer lost her jewelry. Yeah. And I get to treat her how I wanted to be treated. Yes. In a similar situation. So I replaced her jewelry. I sent it to her. She, um, this last week, sent me a handwritten card with a $25 Target gift card in it. Oh, that's very sweet. And that's why we, like, we get to be the business owners, the companies. Yeah, and I will say... We we want other it's, people it's to hard be. To, it's hard to... There's a fun... I think that, you know, when you say that, it's like, yes, that's amazing. And, like, you can only hope for, at the very least, that person to be appreciative of what you did Mm -hmm. but also like you can get taken advantage of i know and like that lady straight up she obviously wasn't but like straight up that lady could have been lying yeah i didn't think she was and you do have to kind of just be be really zen about it and like be your own person Mm -hmm. and know that like you know what, regardless of if that person is deceiving me or demanding something more from me, I have to be the one that gets to decide yeah. that I'm going to make a choice that is my choice. Like, that's that's the real answer is, like, you always have to just go, 
yeah, how would I like to be treated? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take people at their word I because just, I would like yeah, to be taken I didn't at my want word. To offend her by saying, "Here's a discount to rebuy the jewelry," because that's what right. happened to me. Right, and, and you it knew how work. it made you feel. Yeah, right, exactly. And I felt like ugh, it's so like fucking hippy dippy to be like the universe reminded me, but mm-hmm. it. That's what fucking happened. Yeah. Like, literally two days after she contacted me, the FedEx guy came and reminded me of the situation. Yeah. And gave me the opportunity to treat her how I wanted to be treated. And you also have to remember that, like, even if you have a whole year of, like, you doing nice things for people and every single one of those scenarios turns out to... Like you, and you literally every single time find out that the person was lying or they scammed you or you mm-hmm. got tricked or you shouldn't have done something. Like at the end of the year, you should look back and go, yeah, but I was a fucking nice person. Yeah. Like I, I, on, I was being an honorable business owner who treated people the way I would like yeah. to be treated. And yes, maybe I got duped a little bit and yeah. maybe I should be a little more on my guard mm-hmm. and fine tune my instincts. But like, even in the very worst case scenario where, like, a bunch of people have tricked you into giving them discounts or something. Yeah. Like, you should still feel like, you know what? If I can afford to do that, if it's no big deal for me to, like, give you a new necklace mm. or replace the thing that got broken, even though I'm convinced you broke it yourself. Like, oh, I mean, I right? do all repairs for free. Right. And Whether it's like, or not you broke it or not. Just and because, even if you're yeah. not honest about it, even mm-hmm. if you're creepy and kind of rude about it, even if you imply that, like, my shit's not made well, like, mm-hmm. I can look past all of that because this is how I run my business. Yeah. Right? And that's, It just is. Yeah. And, like, it, it's always, at the end of the day, going to feel better to be, like, I'm running my business the way I want to run it. And I think it... It stems from having run other people's businesses and having to say yes. no all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, I get to say yes now. Right. You, and yeah, it's your prerogative. You get to do what you want. And guess what? I'm getting a waffle maker. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting a waffle maker from Target. I haven't picked out, but it's sold out. So I got to wait for it to come back in stock. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, that's... It's not, you know, if I were to get a Target gift card for my birthday, I'd do something sensible with it. But no, this was a, this was a bonus. It's bonus. This is, you did something good, treat yourself bonus gift card. Hell yeah, I've wanted a waffle maker for a long time. But it's a single use appliance, which I'm not a big fan of. What does that mean? You can only make waffles with it. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, you can only make one waffle. (laughs) No, like, um, so... I'm like, wow, Target sucks more than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) We sell waffle makers where you can make one waffle and then it goes in the garbage. Um, uh, so we don't have a lot of counter space or storage space, so we can't just have a plant. Like, um, they make, uh, plug-in things that cook hard-boiled eggs. I can't. There's no place for that. You'll just have to have a special box for it or something that, you know, time I'm gonna to get out, out the waffle I'm getting, like, a small, small one that can be stored. But, you know, like, you know, food processors do multiple things. So and you feel justified in giving up counter space for something that does multiple things? Yes. Got it. Just keep it at my house. I have more counter space than anyone can possibly <laughs> understand. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, anyhow. Um, do you have any, like, I mean... Good customer I things? feel like I just uh, invited you to talk about Show of Hands again, which we've probably no, talked about. No, we don't have to talk about, about Show of okay. Hands. I actually would say... Um, I don't know. I think that... I don't know if there's any, like, super specific... Like, some of my custom clients, like, my repeat custom clients that every year are just easy to work with and delightful and like and a lot and a lot of it gets better and better each time because they're used to like the system of it you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh they're not going to ask stupid questions anymore or assume things because like we've done this six or seven or eight times Mm -hmm. um but every time I have one of those orders I always do just kind of think oh I wish I could just have I wish I want to work towards having more of these kinds of clients. Like, mm-hmm. if in a year I have three or four of those really great repeat clients that just, like, understand what things cost and, and are clear with their information and are really productive with their feedback and, like, are easy to just, like, get a hold of. And then I think, like, oh, there's a way that I could get more of those clients and, like, you know... And, and reward those people like mm-hmm. when someone comes along and they are really great and easy to work with and I I need to remember that early on to like reward them and Not like writing. give them you know give them a discount or give them bonus product or give them free design hours or whatever it is to just kind of like and I don't even have to be like you were a good client here's a discount mm-hmm. I just should remember that like again like you're saying I can choose those things yeah and to remember that, like, if I do something small to remind them that, like, you should keep ordering from this person mm-hmm. or, like, year after year, like, oh, remember how great that was? And she gave us a discount or and she gave us free shipping or whatever. Like, that, I want to encourage those kinds of clients to keep coming back or keep sending yeah. me people because they're probably going to send me other good clients. Like, yeah. that's almost well, like always... a referral yeah, program. Yeah. Like, Right, exactly. Like trying to figure out some way of like really making it so that the clients feel like they're not just like a number in a list that like I actually, and and I also was thinking about like holiday cards and holiday gifts and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like at Rohner, um, La Bella Figura, that Bath and Body, they're like a Mm -hmm. cosmetic, or I don't know if it's cosmetics, you would call it, Bath and Body line. They're, they have things printed at Rohner, mm-hmm. and they just, like, sent us pizza yesterday. They just, like, sent us, like, seven pizzas and, like, french what? fries and onion rings and, like, sodas and stuff, like, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We just got a pizza delivery. Oh, my God. And I was like, I don't know or care if they did this for, like, 20 other companies that they work with. Uh-huh. I think that's fucking amazing if they did. Yeah. But, like, it, it was one of the nice, like... And I've not even worked there for that long. I've worked there. I've never mm-hmm. even worked on a La Bella Figura job. Like, yeah. they have nothing to do with me. I just happened to work at the same place they sent pizza to. But, like, it it felt so nice. And I kind of, and in my brain, because I'm a business owner who mm-hmm. also wants to do things for people, I was immediately like, okay, so how much that would that have cost them? Like, they sent us, like, five pizzas and some soda and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, trying to kind of just do the math in my head. And I was like... That's probably a couple hundred dollars. Like, not a huge, not a um, huge deal well, for a company of that size. Sure, yeah. If they're spending thousands of dollars a month on packaging, 
than spending two or three hundred dollars on some pizza as like their holiday gift to us is nothing. Yeah. And so I was just like, and I was just like, oh my God, I love them so much. Like now I'm going to be like, anytime I see an order of theirs coming mm-hmm. through, I'm going to be like, is that taken care of? Is that, do we, well, that's, do we give them extra? That's Did the you point. wrap it nice? <laughs> I used to drop off uh, cookies, the um, chocolate covered candy cane JoJo's that mm-hmm. Trader Joe's puts out every yeah. year. So like so four good. bucks a box yeah. and it's like pretty compact. Um, and I used to go around and drop them off at all my Chicago stores, yeah. but, um, I didn't do that this year and shit. I probably could have right. sent them like with I've, Steve, but I did send holiday cards to every store that yeah. sells my jewelry, including ones that haven't placed orders. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, that's recently. very smart. That's very smart. Yeah, it's sneaky of me. I mean, that's a thing that I've dropped the ball on, sev- like, several years running, where I'm like, I have it at my disposal to make things or print like I can make a a custom typography print that says something fun on it that only those people get like I could Mm -hmm. you know like there's any number of things I could make special that wouldn't cost me and you know I don't have to like buy gift baskets from some Mm -hmm. store um and I even this year thought about I I wanted to have done like little uh like show of hands gift baskets that had like vendors products in mm-hmm. it but I just could, didn't have the time to like get it together and make sure I was ordering things from all of you like earlier yeah. instead of later like it needs to be a thing that I'm thinking about like before the show mm. so that like you could literally be handing me the 10 or 15 things I need for the mailing like at the November show of hands and then I'm assembling it and packaging it and shipping it at the beginning of December mm-hmm. But there's stuff like that that I'm just like, those things go a long way. Like, they're, yeah, they, they mean something to people, especially when they're thoughtful. Like, it's one thing to just, say, you know, and, and even kind of the bullshitty things. Like, if somebody sends you, like, an edible arrangement or, like, a box of cheap candy or something. We used like, to get it good makes you, gifts at the yeah. boutique. Um, right. Rock and Republic Jeans always had custom chocolate-covered Oreos made with their logo on See, them. See, that's adorable. And they were good. Well, now I, I got, thinking, like, free clothes. Like, I got a really expensive scarf for free. Yeah. And I got a, you know, there's I was the one there every day, so Like, I there's things that I think as little companies we sometimes forget, like, how far just, like, brand like spreading your brand around Mm -hmm. and like associating good feelings with your brand and like making people you know and now even more with social media it's like think about the fact that like the more you put out there in the world the more likely somebody is to be like look what I just got from Mm -hmm. Orange Beautiful or like we just got this gift and how great is that like yeah my thought is like the stores that haven't placed orders it's the oh shit I need a place in order right or them (laughs) or them being like oh I've been meaning to place an order for weeks and this totally reminded me or oh I'm gonna put this on my desk like yeah and if you think about it like if you sent that kind of thing out to 20 stores that haven't ordered a while and one of them Mm -hmm. orders then that was worth it that was a great right because I spent like 60 bucks on cards right that's one order and it's more also, than takes care of it's that. It's a thing, too, that just kind of, like, ticks you up a couple notches in, like, a store owner's brain. Yeah. Like, even someone that orders from you a lot, it's, like, a little validation that mm-hmm. they're, like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm glad that I've been ordering mm-hmm. from her a lot. I, keep, I will keep ordering from her a lot. Like, yeah. there's something, I mean, I remember getting holiday cards from people when I was at the store and mm-hmm. just being, like, 
huh, yeah, you're, like, in mentally, in my brain, you're just, like, a little notch higher than uh-huh. other people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent right? you one, one I think you did, last yeah. year. I will say that after every <clears throat> show of hands that she's been in, mm-hmm. I get the most amazing card from Molly from La Familia Green, mm-hmm. and it, like, makes my fucking how day. Did, how does she have the mailing address? Because I wanted to send one to Porterfly, and I couldn't get an address for them. A mailing address for me? Yeah. Well, it's on my, it's on the vendor packet. Hmm. Because that's where I have you guys send gift bag oh, items. Oh, yeah. Remember? Right. And now I'm hungry for pizza again. <laughs> <laughs> now I need pizza. God damn it. But I just love, like, that kind of thing means a lot. Oh, and then, like, like Seamus gave me a bag with some products in it, and it had a little thank you card in it that was just, like, thanks for always, like, supporting us, and blah, blah, blah. Aww. And I was like, thank you. Like, you don't have to do that at all. Like, the fact that you yeah. came to the show and worked really hard is a thank you. Like, that, you no one has to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's nice. It's nice, and it reminds me that, like, I sh- there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think store owners feel like that too. Like they get a little card from you. Yeah. That's just like have a great new year and like they don't they're not going, Oh, thanks for sending me an obligatory holiday card. They're getting it and they're like, That's nice. Thank you. Maybe so next you year happy. we'll step it up and do more than a card. Well and I think we'll you see. could easily do a VIP list. Yeah. And a everybody else yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else every a big group of people could get a card. Yeah. And then Ten of your stores could get, get some sort VIP of delivered chocolate something. Bang. Yes. Yeah. That's like that. I mean, that's what I was thinking about with show of hands. I was like, I would, you know, bring deliver something to Artifact Events and mm-hmm. be like, thank you for helping me. Like, give something to AV Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for all your hard work, and like, make sure that you know, and then have t- yeah tiered levels of like these people get this. And these yeah, people we're get this, probably at a point where tiers are good because my hand felt like it was gonna fall off from writing all these cards yeah. this year. But yeah, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I love but, that we're pl- making um, plans for next year's holidays. That's what. Well, I mean, Steve and I are having a meeting on Thursday that's planning all of next year, yeah. basically. Including yeah. the holidays. Once Josh is out. Do it while it's fresh. Well, yeah. If you let your, like, relax too much, you're going your to Your brain will not... turn to mush, and then well, it'll be April. And maybe that's <laughs> not for everyone, yeah. but um, if I relax too much, it'll be hard for me to get back into the mindset. Yeah. I'm Everything's still fresh. I'm still in it mentally. I need to get this all out now before I, like... Yeah. Go too crazy Start with going into uh, other having things. fun and shit. Um, which I will. I will have one full day of fun planned fun. out. Um, we're, we're at 120, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Um, well, I guess What else we is could, on your list that's good to talk about? Well, we were supposed to talk about our accomplishments and goals... Like what we accomplished this year and what our goals are for next year. But we started a podcast. Yeah, sure. Ta da. What else did we do? Um, I had the best show of hands ever. The the last show of hands uh was like the most well attended and the most bonkers. Okay. And the seventh was the seventh show of hands, which seems insane to me. What else did I do? 
I don't know what you did. Orange Beautiful just sat there for a year and didn't do much of anything, which is really depressing. But whatever. Maybe that's <laughs> turned that into a goal for yeah. next year. Uh, well, so the goal, I mean, the goals for next year are pretty big. Like, I, and I, I feel like I, if it wasn't for Josh quitting his job and, like, the twofold, like, on the one hand, I need to step it the fuck up because potentially, like, we literally now have no salaried, steady... We don't have his income Mm -hmm. to just be like, well, we know that's happening. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that now. Mm -hmm. So, like, Orange Beautiful has to step it up just based purely on finances. Yeah, I mean, we have a specific uh, financial goal in mind for next year. Yeah. Which we kind of had to come up with just for doing our insurance thing because you have to tell it how much you think you're going to make. make. And you're like, are you kidding? Yeah. This is so arbitrary. I don't know if I'm going to get to that or not. Yeah, but for normal people, they know exactly how much money they're going to make. There needs to be a different way to do it if you're self-employed because you tell it you're self-employed. And then they ask you how much money you think you're going to make. And you're like, well, I hope I make this. Right. Based on previous <laughs> years, it might be this, but, but like, it might you be can't twice just that say, much. Like, yeah. based on previous years, this is how much I make. Yeah, because we all want to make more the Absolutely. next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, you assume and hope that you will make more, and you don't know if that's going to be twenty percent more or three hundred percent more, or like, who knows? I mean, there was one point this year that I thought. I'm not going to make more than last year, and that's going to be really depressing. But yeah. we got over, so that feels good yeah. to have um, not fucked this year up. I do feel like, I mean, <laughs> my main things are like, on the one hand, I do feel like some, you know, there's a, a good a good amount of obligation there to up up the ante and make more money, but then it's also like, if I potentially have this other person who's literally, mm-hmm. like, the most qualified person to mm-hmm. help me do the things that I want to do, and I squander that opportunity, like, if I don't utilize him yeah. to his, you know, greatest capacity, whether that be him working for me two days a week or whatever it turns out to be, and we're going to have a lot of scheduling things, like, he's going on tour, and so that's gonna be like there could potentially be eight weeks where like he's not even physically around Mm -hmm. like he might be on the road for eight weeks straight and then I won't see him Mm -hmm. um so I'm but I'm also thinking like I need to take advantage of the fact that like I will potentially have this person who can help me not only like make things happen but also be like a sounding board yeah. You sit down and are like, what are we doing? Where is this going? How can this go? And have him be super objective, like, coming from a company that, like, where he was literally doing that already, and then sitting down and being like, look, this is how we can up your wholesale sales. This is how we can do some marketing. This is mm-hmm. how, like, and instead of me being like, I don't know where to start. There's so many possibilities for what I can do, and this is what I did 10 years ago, and this is what I'm doing now, and I don't know. He can just be like, look, what do you want to happen? Where are you at? What new product do we need to make? And how are we going to market it? And then let's do it. You know, instead of me being all 
wishy-washy and, like, all over the place, yeah. which is what I did all of last year. Well, I feel like um, because no one was really, um, like, paying attention to what I was doing, like, as a business yeah. or, like, as my studio space, yeah. um, I could be, like, super disorganized yeah. and um, no one noticed that I was, like running out of stuff randomly and having to place emergency orders yeah. constantly. Yeah. And, like, now it is noticeable yeah. to the point where we need to step back and be like, okay, let's make a list of the materials you use right. and make sure that you're ordering lots of those things all at the same time so that you're, you're getting, getting the, the best price, better price and, and you're you not paying for shipping five yeah. times a week. I cannot tell you how many times I would place orders from the same company multiple like times multiple, a week yeah, this year. I did that just just last week. I ordered from Mohawk three times in yeah. one week because I was like, oh, I need this paper for this one order. And then like, hey, idiot, you also have another order mm-hmm. that you're using that same stock. Why did you not order four times as much? Like, yeah. But I was looking at like... Oh, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I just want mm-hmm. to spend sixty. Absolutely. Like, no, just spend a hundred dollars. You need white paper. Yeah. <laughs> Order the white paper. But I was telling Josh that too. I said one of my main things is that I want to f- do a full inventory of all of my product. That's what we're doing this week. And a full inventory of all of my materials. Yeah. I need to know what paper I have, how much of it that I have. Everything needs to be on shelves and labeled according to, and it needs to literally say on a piece of paper, like, the amount of paper in this drawer will get you 150 8x10 prints. Mm, or what, mm-hmm. like, it literally needs to be, like, what, if you come upon an order that is going to require 100 prints, you need to be able to look at that drawer and go, okay, I'm going to start printing these, and I also need to sit down at the computer and order more paper. Mm-hmm. So that the if two days from now somebody else places a huge order, I have paper already on the way. Yeah. Like, and then there can be huge, I mean, I can buy full cartons of paper from Mohawk that, yes, might cost five or $600, but guess what? I will have paper for the next six months instead of every three weeks ordering a ream of paper. Yeah. That's I have some things productive. that I do well like that, like yeah. the clasps that I use um, got discontinued two years ago, and so I um, contacted um, Rio's, the company that... Everyone orders their jewelry shit from. Um, And they said that I could still order them if I um, order X amount. And so I ordered that amount one year, and it almost made it through a year. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to order even more. I have over a year's worth of clasps. And I didn't have to worry about running out of clasps at all. I need to do that with more things. Yes, I do too. I need to do that with... Like, there are, and if I get a clearer sense of, like, the inventory of my product, and, like, if I can make things more streamlined, where, like, I'm using maybe only 10 different kinds of envelopes. Oh, my God. Instead I have to do that, too. I have every too many single kinds card. of chain. Yeah. Like, I have every single different card has a different envelope. That's stupid. Why? Yeah. No. Get, pick. Yeah. Pick 10 colors. Order all of them from French's. Yeah. Order them in mass bulk so that you get a flat shipping yep. rate. And have them delivered all at once. And yes, you're going to have to suck it up and spend $1,000 right now. But then guess what? You have envelopes for the rest of the year. Also, um, I throw out there because I learned this lesson last year. Do it 
now. Do it in December. Yes, when they're happy to give you a discount well, and it also, ships like, easier. And it like, cuts down on your tax um, burden for this quarter, oh, which right, is already you've done insane. It. Yes, you've already um, done it. Last year, previous year, yeah, last year I was so fucking fixated on how big my profit margin was in December because I had pretty much bought everything in November, so I barely spent anything in December, and obviously a ton of money come came in, yeah, and the profit margin was just like fucking beautiful, right? (laughs) And I'm like, I can't spend anything. I don't want to ruin this number, so I didn't buy anything, and then I had to buy it all in January because I was fucking out of everything and I almost just broke even in January which was a good month actually it should have looked like a kick-ass month but I spent all of it yes and what good did that do me right I could have reduced the amount of taxes I owed for my yeah because your profits would have offset your yeah yeah exactly because yeah. the amount of taxes I owe right it's now is It's hard not to get disgusting. excited about the bottom. Yeah. Like, when you see the numbers and you're just like, oh, we're like, this looks so good. And it's like, yeah, but that's Such not a real. Huge mistake. Like, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to. I'm ordering more of my little tags that say my name on them. I'm going to order chain. Yeah. Um, I want to get, like, I want Josh to be, like, the idea of Josh being around and not leaving and going to a job every day is so great because now I feel like that means that like he and I can pick a day during the week to like go to Ikea and I can buy a shit ton of shelves mm. and I, we can clear out the basement. We can you don't have to do it on shelves. a Saturday. I don't have to do it on a Saturday. Yeah. I don't have to do it by myself. Mm. I don't have to do it in little weird increments where I'm like, okay, I picked the shelves and then three weeks later, okay, I think I'm going to order them. Okay, they showed up. Okay, I'm going to go downstairs and build two. Like, I want it to be like, this is what we're doing this week. And Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. we're getting this done. And then on Saturday, I can start going through inventory. And I can have yeah. sheets going. And then, like, if he's here without me, he could be down there doing inventory. And then I come back the next day and, like, I do inventory. Like, it could get done in such an efficient, fast way so that I can get the fuck on with business. Like... There's still so much from closing the store and moving into here that I've just not, because it's either, like, I don't want to commit to the decision or, like, it's physically something I can't do by myself Mm. and it gets pushed to the side. And it's, like, I now I feel like, okay, I have this person who's going to be, like, what are we doing? Like, Mm. give me something to do. And then it'll just, you'll realize, like, oh, I have tons of shit for you to do. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the possibilities of next year, like, not only with Show of Hands, but also with Orange Beautiful. Like, there's so much product that's just in the computer that just need, literally just mm. needs to be made. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, where, why has this been, I've been, like, holding it all hostage for, like, two See, years. See, I was doing that, and one of our goals, the first, like, when Steve was done with his job... Was to get all that shit on the website. Yeah. Which created a new problem for me in that now my product listings just look kind of all over the place. Yeah. Because I want, like, anything that was in the studio, I wanted it available for sale. Yes. And now it's like, oh, now your listings look inconsistent. 
So now I've got to go back in and be like, does this look yeah. like it's part of my line? Nope. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but that's good. I mean, I, I feel the same way about a lot of my card stuff where there's like, that's why I want to do inventory because I want to think like, okay, wait, I have a ton of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize I had a ton of it because it was in a box. And like, so guess what? I either need to push the shit out of this or liquidate it, mm-hmm. or rebrand it, or remarket mm-hmm. it, or repackage it. Like, there's so yeah. many things that I have that are, like, they're either older designs, or, like, they're just designs that never sold out or didn't sell as well as others. And then it's, like, and there's, I realize there's, like, three of my much older cards that I'm, like, I really should just reprint those. Like, they're really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good cards. I they wish they were that easy for no me to, what, like continue making something because yeah for me it's like oh I could have that cast and now it's going to cost the customer twice as much so now they're not going to want it yeah it doesn't really work yeah mine's pretty much like if I can order enough of a card to make it worse like if I can order enough there's def there's definitely like a sweet spot mm-hmm. of like how much a like per card a card has to cost for yeah me to I don't think like, I can afford any of the price breaks that might exist yeah. on castings because we're we'd probably be talking like yeah, ten thousand like dollars. Yeah. So I mean I theoretically there's one there's one thank you card in particular that just sells so well and I like no matter and I'm literally down to the last one hundred. Is it the one cards. that says thank you and different it's like the one that over it? no, it's no, the one that like it's that one. from the from the type line. So it's like a blue script thank you on an embossed oh. pattern. Oh, I like the one that's like black and white and says, it says like thanks oh so much and all the words. Yeah, there are words all and, over. Yeah, 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 I like that one. That one is really that one's part of the digital line now. So I have tons. I've printed a ton of those. Sure, but that one definitely sell. That one sells a lot. Um. But, like, that one thank you, part of me was, like, just let it go, let it die, mm-hmm. make new thank yous. But it goes with a line of cards where I have tons of the other cards mm. still. So part of me feels like if I pr- reprint that thank you, not only will it sell on its own, it will help sell the other cards. <sighs> Theoretically You know, speaking. that's really tough because I... I get the whole, like, just discontinue that line. Yes. Because it doesn't look like anything else. Yeah. I mean, there's parts of... There's a good amount of my cards that if I could... If I was someone coming from the outside, like, let's say a hypothetical situation where, like, Emily sold Orange Beautiful to mm-hmm. a new person or a mm-hmm. new company. There, there are things that if I can look at things from that perspective... Yeah. I would nix immediately. I would literally yeah. just throw them in the garbage. Literally. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone would throw stuff in the garbage. They no, I think that if a giant company cheap. was like, that's a liability. Like, it's taking up space. It's taking up man hours to package it. It's taking up cost of packaging. If it's literally worth less to... If it's, if it's more cost effective to just get rid of it than it is to put all the effort into even selling it at a discount... I don't think you it's, would just get rid of it. I don't think it's worth reprinting a card to sell to try and sell the rest of them better, though. No, no. 
And I found that that size, that smaller size, is, like, just doesn't... The card industry has adjusted itself mm. in a way that, like, there was a time where everyone thought that was really novel and interesting mm-hmm. for cards to be a different size and be small. And now people just hate it. Like, they just don't. I mean, I think you have to think about it, like, as a display in a store or at an event and how, like, those cards just don't look like they no. were made by you. They don't look like they're made by me, and they also don't... Just make another new thank you they card. They don't merchandise well. Like, they don't merchandise... Like, just what you said, if I sent those smaller cards... Mm-hmm. Like, a store is is less likely to buy those because they have a system. They have either a card rack, a card spinner, a wall for cards. Yeah. And they literally will get a sample of those cards and, and not buy them because of their size. Nope. I think they have to go. Come up with a new thank you card that sells just as well. Well, there's a shit ton of those. So you're so, telling, but then you're telling me not to throw those out. You're telling me to like do something with those. I'm telling you to sell them on super clearance and get rid of them. It just and seems like not so reprint. much effort. It just really? It seems like so much effort to get rid of those that amount of cards. Um. <sighs> like that's so much. Like it'll take me. It would take me a year to lit to just be constantly selling those at clearance to get to to get rid of them. And to me it Sell feels them in like, like ten or twenty packs or something. But who's gonna who wants to buy twenty cards that say please on it? No. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like they're generic cards. They're Can not they don't say happy birthday with throw, balloons on just them and I hate them. Like throw them in every order every single person who places an online order throw one in. Yeah. I mean I can certainly hold on free to gift some of them. with every purchase. I think what I need to do is is put to the side all the things that I feel like I really need to liquidate mm. and just make a really cheap grab baggy This is the thing. St- studio sale thing that yeah. we need to organize. But, like, again, I'm saying I don't have 30 of these cards lined right. around. Right. I have potentially three to 500 each of maybe 20 designs. Oh, of 20 designs? That I want to dump. Okay. And so, like, it's literally just, like, like... I couldn't ever throw something like that out. But then you also are thinking of things in terms of, like, a finished product being worth a lot more than my finished products are worth. I mean, I have a lot of, like, like if you had, chain that I would never use, but I but can't you just won't throw, throw it out. out. No. It just gets stored somewhere But then somewhere does, the else. Chain, does the chain take up one cubic foot? No, or does it, it take up, up like your this. entire basement? Um, yeah, like one cube. So if it took up your entire basement, would you get rid of it? Because that's how much space my cards take up. I don't know. I have this worry that, like, someday... I'll give them to you and then you can sell them. Um, I was going to (laughs) say, you know what I almost said? Do any of them say thank you? No. No, You just told me that that's the one that's gone. That's the problem is, like, they're so, they're so specific and quirky and I don't think you should continue investing in them, though. Well, but that's what I'm saying is by like reprinting the, the choice you. is either make them work by putting effort and money into them or, or throw them in the garbage. Like to me, those are the two options. I think the middle I want to hear what Josh says. The middle ground to me feels like a waste of time, which equals a waste of money. Okay. Like the fact is, is to even package mm-hmm. those remaining cards is going to cost me hundreds if not thousands of dollars because I'm going to need cello sleeves and envelopes Mm -hmm. for potentially 
like four or five thousand cards. Mm-hmm. What if and all of a sudden that style comes back in? Then and I now should you have them. Then shouldn't I be making new cards? Like, why am I holding on to shit that I like? If you had a bunch of jewelry that you designed ten years ago, mm-hmm. that is not that does not fit with your style. Like what you just said about that doesn't. I have a lot of materials stuff. that don't fit. Yeah, in but with these my aren't style. materials. These are finished products. I don't have finished products from that long. But ago. so if you did, if you had a box filled with like a hundred necklaces mm-hmm. that you don't really like, that never sold well that don't look anything like your current style, mm-hmm. what would you do with them? I'd probably put them on clearance on my website. And then you would hope that they sold out mm-hmm. really fast. Mm-hmm. But then you only have 100 to sell, not yeah. 3,000. Yeah. So if you had 3,000 necklaces, would you... Or I'd give them to consignment stores. You would just give them to them? Well, to sell. But then do you want them next I'd to make your other else stuff? Else. Yeah. I mean, I don't... That's what I'm. That's what I'm torn about. See, yeah, I don't have finished product. I have materials that, like, I can't even look at. I hate so much, but they're like, just I feel stored. Like part of, like, when I look at what's left and what needs to be purged, like, I feel like it's keeping me from, like, it's a crutch almost. Where, like, if I got rid of twenty cards, my product line would be minus twenty cards, and I would be like, oh shit, I need to, I need to design twenty new cards right now mm-hmm. because. I just got rid of 20 cards. I want to hear what Josh thinks really bad about this. Really? Why I is think he not here? I feel like he would just say, throw them in the garbage. Really? I think so. Hmm. I'm leaning more towards throwing them in the garbage than I am continuing he, to I, invest you know in them. You know what Josh will say? This hmm. is what Josh will say. And I think he said this to me before. Before we throw them in the garbage, we would try to get an order, a PO from TJ Maxx or... Marshalls or one of those home goods, one of those stores that literally that's their that's their business setup mm-hmm. is that they buy liquidated merchandise that mm-hmm. is discontinued from brands mm-hmm. and they buy it like usually at cost. That's exciting. So do that. He was saying that Snow and Graham has done that a few times with specifically with TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would I think that would oh my be god step do that one. make Josh do that. Step one would be mm-hmm. TJ Maxx. Or something like it. And if that just doesn't pan out, then I then I would throw them in okay. the garbage. Hmm. I like that. Because it would have to literally be, like, I would have to go through and do the math, figure out the shipping, like, the cello cost, the envelope cost, and the shipping cost for those items. The man hours to package all of those items. Hmm. And then it would need to be double whatever that cost is per card for them to buy it from me. Mm-hmm. So, like, normally, I'm selling a card wholesale for two bucks. But guess what? To target, to liquidate it, and make it worth my time and effort, mm-hmm. I might be happy with 75 cents yeah. per card. And yeah. then they can sell it for two bucks. Yeah. So, and then 75 cents times several thousand cards mm-hmm. could be an $8,000 order from TJ Maxx. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's fucking worth it for me to sit for two weeks and package cards. Yeah. Otherwise garbage (laughs) yeah Hmm. it's just like how much effort and time do i want to take away from new product new marketing wholesale catalog reprinting blah 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 but if that eight thousand dollars could pay for two new product print runs then yeah i should do that so i think it just kind of ends up like is that something that's attainable or not yeah is that something that they would even be interested in Hmm. doing who knows so I think that's what he would that's say. Fun. That would be his first 
inclination would be to deep discount it wholesale. I had no idea that was even a possibility. I mean, it's not something I would ever... I can't consider because I don't have... Right, you don't have t- thousands and thousands no. of something. No. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're, we're going to be on break for I don't know how long. Right? Two, at least two weeks. At least two weeks. There won't no be podcast. a new episode until at least the week after New Year's, if not yeah. later. We'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. Um, so, d- like, do we want to give ourselves homework for that? For that period yeah. between now and then? I think so. Um, I would say, so my homework, given that I have potentially, like, four more days of job print shop job work this week. Three more days. Um, And there's a horrible project that's going to kill me that Mm -hmm. we're still working on there that better be out. I'm actually thinking that it will be out and done by the end of day tomorrow. Oh, okay. I really, really, really hope that it will be. It may not. It may not be. Um, Potentially, that is done and I can kind of like switch my brain back into like my time is my own mode mm-hmm. for a couple weeks or for a week, I guess, until I, and then we'll have to figure out what my schedule is when I go back. But I, my homework is definitely like, I don't know how big and broad I should make it. I always feel like I make it gigantic. You do. You, so don't make it big and broad. Um, I think my homework probably needs to be that I want to go to Ikea <laughs> I have, like, three specific, like, storage organizational shelving Mm. basement things that I, like, we want to get a couple rugs so that I don't hate the floor down there for a while, you know, even if it's temporary. I want to get a couple rugs. I want to get that cabinet that you actually have, that Alex cabinet with the drawers, the, like, Mm, 12 by 18. The short one? Mm Mm-hmm. We have two of those. (coughs) I want to get one of those because it will fit, fit my print stock. Yeah. And can also have my printer be on top of it. So literally I can have a unit of like inventoried paper. Cause I'm constantly just like working out of reams. I'm just like, I have a ream of paper just like on the floor as yeah. I'm printing something. I'm like, no, this need, I need to be, have it inventory. It does fit the ream of paper. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't <coughs> fit the tissue paper the right way. I oh yeah. Cause it's to. 20 it's by so 30 annoying. probably. Yeah, yeah. This, my, most of my print stock is 12 by 18. Okay. Um, I have some that's 12 and a half by 19 um but those drawers are like 20 by 15 or something it's it they're pretty handy though I just like it because it's it it will hold quite a lot of paper and I also don't have to stack everything and then like what if I need the thing that's on the bottom of the stack Mm -hmm. I can just have things separated by paper type and then I can't I tend to have a lot of varying shades and thicknesses of white cardstock. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they get mixed together or taken out of their original packaging, I sometimes don't know yeah. that they've been mixed together. So if I can just, like, receive it as an order, open it up, put it in the drawer it belongs in, and mm-hmm. walk away, like, I feel like that'll make my life... I've And I've... Because I've run out of stuff and then not realized I needed to reorder it because I didn't know that I didn't have it, that yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, just... Just get it. They're so not like that expensive. No, it's like a hundred bucks. Or something. Yeah, that's what I. Thought. So I want to get that. I want to get some a few more like utility shelves uh-huh. that can be in the basement because I feel like a lot of my stuff down there is just spread out, and if I can go upwards, yes, with some shelving, 
that that will that will also help my brain process like and then that will help with shelves are amazing so i need to i think a trip so to are Ikea. those utility those carts that you have yes. one of we yeah. just bought another one we now have five of those in our oh, apartment shit two in the kitchen uh two in the dining room <laughs> and one in my studio that's a lot of carts five it's like you're at an old folks home yeah it's little carts they're so great they are it is really great i i will say there's definitely some stuff like i kind of want to go through josh and i were saying too that we want to like on our break go through the house and like Kind of do some house inventory. Oh, just like work the rest of the day today yeah. is cleaning day. Yeah. Like deep we just need fucking to clean. There's stuff we just need to purge, and there's things like yes. there's we keep for like we keep. I think I got really really weird about putting stuff in the attic mm. because I had these weird feelings about like I don't want to just throw things in the attic. I, I don't want to see what your attic looks like. Oh, we can go look at it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, like, I kept, I don't know, it made me really nervous to keep putting stuff up there, because yeah. all I could imagine was filling it to the brim, yeah. and being 50 years old with a full attic full of garbage. That sounds right. And, right? And so, I've, in, but instead, guess where shit lives? Like, in our living space. Yeah. That's no way to live. Like, yeah. if you don't need it, and you're not getting rid of it, put it mm-hmm. in the attic. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. So. It's so, Emily's attic has, like, an actual stair stairway yeah. to get to it. It's not like a weird, like, you pull it's down a weird thing. It's creepy, yeah. No, it's like... It's a legit... Un- it looks like it's just the second floor of your house. Yeah. That I've never been to. It's pretty amazing. You're gonna cry when you see the attic. Okay. Because when you go up there, this, I mean, this is part of the reason why we bought this house, is that the attic is unfinished, which made the house cheaper, mm-hmm. because it has less bedrooms sure. and less everything than other houses on the market. Yeah. But they had already done the renovation of the first floor to have this full staircase. And when you go up there, like, literally, I mean, the sound, I make it sound like it's not a lot, but it's obviously a lot. All it needs is new flooring, mm-hmm. insulation, mm-hmm. and drywall. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a giant, beautiful, Probably open, some plumbing. Oh, we if we probably put a, want a bathroom. If we put a bathroom up there, yeah. yeah. We would need plumbing. We would, so... If money were no object, we would certainly, um, we would actually redo our roof. Mm-hmm. Um, you can re, you can, you can redo your roof in such a way that the insulation, you can do it so the insulation is on the outside of your oh, house okay. instead of inside the rafters because there's beautiful exposed beams mm-hmm. that I don't want to fill with insulation and then cover with drywall. Yeah. I would love to leave the beams open and paint the beams uh-huh. but then it's not insulated mm-hmm. so we would have to basically redo our roof first okay but yeah to do a bathroom up there the stack is basically above where this bathroom sure. is and so we could do a bathroom off the side with a dormered out because mm-hmm. there's like clearance things with like how far above a toilet and all that kind of shit yeah yeah um but yeah we could easily do a dormer out and then i would probably just make I would probably make the back upstairs a bedroom with a be- connected to that bathroom. And then the entire front would be my office, mm-hmm. my studio. But when you go up there, you're just like, this is so much space. I love it Ooh, so I want to see it. It's so, it's very upsetting. Maybe I'll move in. You could, to- you could have an entire apartment up there. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's gigantic. <laughs> 
So, and it's also tall. Like, sometimes some of the addicts around yeah, here I can't picture. Are, are, are much, like, they have a much shallower mm-hmm. peak, and our peak is really tall. And, mm-hmm. like, you actually can go almost, like, four feet from the edge without hitting your head. I bet I can go even further. You can probably go even further. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But we, right now we probably have, like, I don't know, there's, like, a table. There's, like, a couch up there that we can oh. fit in our house. And there's, like, a table and a couple shelves of things and, like, 10 or 15 boxes. Do you ever hear weird noises up there? No. Like, worry that there's someone living in your attic? No. Oh, okay. You'll, when you, when we go up there, you'll realize, like, why that's not. It's, like, it's not a creepy attic. It's, like, wide open and oh, okay. spacious and beautiful. Like, it doesn't, it's not dirty or smelly or, or dark or anything. It's I've just never like, been in my um, mom's house's attic um, so I just, like, pictured it, and it was one of those, like, you have to put a ladder up oh, to yeah. a hole in the garage. Yes. Um, so every time I heard a noise, I invented a crazy story yeah. about what's going on in the attic. Same with the basement. Did you listen to that My Favorite Murder episode about the guy in the yeah. attic? Okay. Yeah. That's what I think about. Um, and then, of course, the, we're going too long. We're about to hit two hours. Oh, Fuck. Do you think we can edit out parts of this? Maybe. Okay. That whole beginning. <laughs> the, they take the entire 45 minutes off the top. I will say... If this sounds weird, we decided that we rambled too much. I mean, it may be fine because we um, we could also split it into two episodes and release one like on one day and one the next day. Okay. It's totally... Up to us. But also people... I, I was talking to Mark about this. Like, people mm-hmm. just listen to it in chunks if they want to. Mm-hmm. Like, no one feels obligated. I mean, I kind of do that with my favorite murder. Yeah, I do that too. Like, no one... If, it, if an episode's two hours long, people don't feel obligated to mm-hmm. listen to it start to finish. Except for now we have to listen to it. That's right. We do. Um, so... <laughs> so... Shit. I didn't do my homework, but... What's your homework? You can do it quickly. I don't know. You have three minutes till we hit two hours. I have to clean off my entire desk. I know. I'm thinking about that too, where I'm just like, just per, just, just clean. I need a new cutting mat because something happened to it that's making it like, oh, um, sort of. It got bl- heated up or something. Well, yeah, probably because I yeah. solder on it. Yeah. So I have one that's got like a permanent wobble in it because I put. And I can't a, measure things put, there. Like, a teapot because on it. it's. Yep. So, and they're like 20 bucks. So yeah. I'm going to a new cutting mat. Um, yeah, I think the biggest project is everything has to come off that. Yeah, the table. fresh. Um, and then I've already discussed lots of other things we're doing. Um, so I feel like that's probably good enough. But um, let's all, everyone, post, well, no... I don't know if you, people should be doing it on their business things. What? Um, Like, the things we're doing to reset for the year. Like, you and I should definitely be posting stories on the Pancake Town thing. Yeah. Because we can. Yeah. Because it's not our business thing. Oh. I'm trying to, like, involve why other people. Why can't they just post it on the Facebook group? Post in the Facebook group. They don't need to post it on their own shit. No. 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 Yeah. Because no one else cares about that. The Facebook group is a safe space where we can bitch about customers. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They should do it on the group. Yeah. Do it in the group. But let's all, like, um, you know, encourage each other. Yeah. uh, And let people know that, like, you're not, you know, like, if you're 
panicked about the new year or panicked about how the previous year just went or whatever you're feeling, like know that you're not the only yeah. one. Yeah. Like we're all we're all feeling a little panicky right now. Um until poo poo pants gets I'm mostly out of presidency. We I'm can't just ignoring him. It's hard to do. His face is so ugly. I just um, his mouth is always there in your face. You know what I mean? It's just mm. there. Can't get away from it. I don't know. I do a pretty good job of getting away from I it. I was watching a thing about Nixon. Oh my god, we're going to just keep talking. I was watching a thing about Nixon and they were. it was very funny because it was something that was obviously filmed and written before any of this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of a really creepy perspective of like them talking about like, oh, here, you know, Richard Nixon, most... Uh, most enigmatic president ever, blah, 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 blah. Like, them talking about kind of, like, his character and, like, how weird he was and how uncomfortable he made everyone feel and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Mm. oh, they had no idea. Like, they had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was bonkers and weird and, like, a criminal. And Mm. But, like, this guy's next level. Like, this guy's next level mental illness. Yeah. That we've never seen but before. But I, I mean, I think that it's just, like, that whole balance thing. We had, like, the best president yes, ever. So it is now the we get him. It's the pendulum swing. We're watching, I think it was Patton Oswalt's newest yeah. thing on Netflix. Yeah. He was talking about, like, how we will get our woman president. Oh, for sure. But what we're going to get after Is going to be terrible. Is going to be, like, some KKK guy. Absolutely. It will be a yeah. guy who, like, literally <laughs> just carries around a rifle. Yeah. Like, it will be... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, pendulums. I mean, we've set sure. ourselves up. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the problems that come with... Hopefully we get something really good after Trump, though. Man, we oh, deserve it. God, we deserve something. <laughs> we, we deserve so much. We can't all have our way. This is the time that we're not getting our fucking way. Yeah, it's terrible. It really is terrible. It is exciting to think about the party that will happen. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's his last day in legit office, because he somehow doesn't get impeached, or resigns or dies or whatever, but, like... Or it'll be, you know, six months from now. I don't know. But, like, whatever, when that day comes, which it will come, mm-hmm. we know it's at least two years from now. Like, it'll be so insane. I can't think of anything more insane. Like, I try mm-hmm. to think of, like, the most crazy the city of Chicago has mm-hmm. ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, winning the World Series was crazy. Sure. Um, previous to that, Obama being elected oh. the first time. Obama such being elected a, the first that time. Was such a good night. Was I'll like the most it. magical, yeah. like kind of amazingly beautiful group of people. Just like should, should people should have been getting shot. It was and the last loved. time I did like an election party thing. Yeah, like um, that was amazing. That was great. And then the women's march. Mm-hmm. Like things like that that have been really big and positive I'm sort of and overwhelming. Preoccupied with my mouse problem at home during the <laughs> women's march, but I just imagine I kind of like miss that. This seems like it will be mouse proofing like ten times as much as any of those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like it'll be like a week long. Like every no one will go to work. Mm-hmm. It'll we'll just, just be walking around high fiving yeah. each other. We'll just be like hugging around strangers drinks. in the grocery store. Like, it'll be amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Yeah. So, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it happens in 2018. Wouldn't that be fucking phenomenal? I think, I'm, I have high hopes for 2018. I do too. I actually do too. I have lots of yeah. 
warm, fuzzy feelings. Whereas 2017, I was like, well, can't be as bad as 2016. Like, I just kind of had that. Like, it was just fetus. okay. It was just, yeah. like, there. Yeah. And it was just, like, getting through. Yeah. And I feel much more positive about 2018 than I, I do too. did last this time last year. Yeah. So, yeah. My plans right now are, like, tonight we're cleaning... Our bathroom looks like it belongs in a frat house. Oh, it's ditto. disgusting. Don't go in, oh, you're My bathroom's there. way worse than yours. It is? You have no idea. Well, yes. now I feel better. Feel better about yourself. <laughs> um, at tomorrow, we're, like, taking the day off. Yeah. We're going to go get drunk at Garcia's. Nice. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. And then and Thursday, Garcia's. we are down to business again, making plans. Nice. So, that's how I like to move. Yeah. Fun. No fun. <laughs> fun, zero fun. Nice. No, actually, um, the planning is fun to me. Oh yeah, it's For satisfying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I want. We're gonna. I'm. We're gonna bust through this week. Josh is still doing the play every night. Well, not every night. The first three nights. He so he's literally last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He would go to work at like seven in the morning, and I wouldn't see him till ten thirty at night because he would just go from work to the play and then home so like he and so he does that monday tuesday wednesday and he's doing it monday tuesday wednesday this week and then he has work through friday how's he gonna do the podcast that's exactly right so maybe this won't go up till friday um yeah it depends on what you know some he's always like it takes me 10 minutes and he he always gets up at four in the morning so like he'll yeah but then he's gonna be like michelle got up and stood and walked around and like stretched in the middle of it and that was annoying to me yeah um, My yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't sleep. take him a long time. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, if we, the two of us have to get through this week, we're kind of just letting stuff, you know, we're like, just do work, go to work, do our jobs. And then Christmas, we're doing literally nothing. Like we're literally, like we might not leave the house. I told him. Oh, I'm like, not leaving the house. I said, we literally have to make sure that we have food in the house. Like we need to go and do a massive grocery run to make sure that there is supplies. I'm planning on ordering Chinese. And so that we don't leave the house. And then he obviously doesn't work on Monday and I don't work on Monday. Um, and then Tuesday through Friday next week are his last four days of work. Ooh. So... Um, and then I don't know if I'm going to work. Technically, the print shop is closed all next week, but we are behind on some shit, including our holiday cards that I designed that if they don't go out, I'm going to be really, really sad. I'm going to cry a lot. As long as they go out by like new for New Year's, right? right? Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to try to do my best to make sure they go out. So, but also I can't affect what goes on press when. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they get printed this week, I'm, I'll take those puppies home and finish mm-hmm. them and mail them myself if I have to, because <laughs> they're going out. Someone will see them. So I might be doing that next week, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Or I'll have next week entirely off, and I'll be able to kind of get down to business and start making a plan for when Josh is free and at my Yay. disposal. 2018. I can give him stuff to do so yeah cleaning is a big one thing for the next week or so lots of cleaning organizing. i'm hoping to get it all done today yeah i've never wanted to clean so bad <laughs> in my life so i had weird. to stop myself from cleaning yesterday because so i got weird. really into it you see i clean my entire packaging space why don't you come over here and clean our house because i don't care about your stuff oh thanks <laughs> fine 
Okay. Okay. We yeah. have to end this. We do have to end this. We have to shut this shit down. We're very sorry that this was so long. Or not long at all because we edited it. I don't mm. know. We probably won't edit it though. It's only five minutes long now. They have no idea what we're talking about. We said one good thing. Whatever. This is nice that it's a long bonus bulked up Yeah, because we're taking time off. Right? Yeah. Everybody needs a lot to listen to. They gotta yeah. catch up. Yeah, I mean, I would talk for hours if I didn't have to re-listen to it. Even though there was other, pe- even though there's people who were like, "I'm on episode five. I'm like, catch up. Some people are behind. Yeah, yeah, some people are behind. It's fine. That's what holiday break is for. So everybody. But they're not listening to this yet. So no, they're gonna can, listen to this yeah. in March. Yeah. Hi, people who are listening to this in March. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on. Okay, so yeah, let's say goodbye. Um, if you're if you're if you have time off. And you want to write a review on iTunes, uh-huh. that'd be super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, we need more of those. Pancake Town, the podcast on iTunes. If you're super awesome, like Mark, you should send us a video of you telling your um, Alexa to yeah look up our podcast, because that was really adorable. That was fun. Um, or, yeah, just, you know, if you're listening to us, like, do an Insta story that's just like, hey, listening to Pancake Town Podcast. Mm-hmm. We like those. Um, so, yeah, Instagram, Pancake Town Podcast. Yeah. And Facebook, just search Pancake Town on Facebook and join the group if you haven't already. Yeah, send us some more new questions. Yeah, if there's stuff that we haven't covered in this first season that you're yeah. just like, you guys should totally do an episode about this. Um, like, we really liked that wholesale episode yeah. we did. Why did you stop doing interesting People stuff like that? People loved the wholesale yeah. episode, yeah. and they loved the self-care episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love... I think they like when we talk about business. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have ideas for um, doing the drinking episodes more regularly. Yeah. So I want questions that you guys want answered while we're drinking. It's going to be a regular segment. Let's just say that. Bonus episodes of us being drunk. Yes, but I want to... And for those of I you who think give we didn't sound drunk at all, I guess that speaks to Drunk how, business advice. Drunk business. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, anything that you've been like thinking about for your New Year's resolution business things mm-hmm. or like stuff that you're like, I'm really going to work on marketing this year. I like year, when people come up really... with one word that's yeah, like their yeah. theme for the year. Mine, I think, would be focus. Yeah. So. Mine's going to be... Oh, God. I was going to say reinvent, but that's not really right. I want. I like, think that could work. Josh was basically saying that I should look at Orange Beautiful like a new company that I'm starting. Sure. And I was like, yeah, that's a good. Way, that's a good. Why way not? To think about it. Yeah. Like basically, be like, hey, everybody, I'm starting a green card company. <laughs> I forget that it's 13 years old. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, I need. And just like move forward yeah. with like whatever, like just start from scratch. Well, we're both sort of like um, narrowing things down. Yeah. Like making sure that. Our businesses look like our businesses. Yes. And there's no extraneous... Yes. ...ness. Yeah. I think that... Throw those cards out. Yeah. I just made the decision. Non-extraneousness is my word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to okay. say goodbye. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. I hope all of you get rest mm-hmm. and feel rejuvenated for January. Hopefully we will have some sort of information for you in the coming months about a meetup. Oh, right. Meetup. And we can all see each other in person and high-five each other and tell each other that we're fucking awesome. 
and yeah, just keep in touch on all of our social media and Facebook group and everything. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in the new year. And thanks for listening. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think you summed it up. I said good. it all. You did. Okay. That's good.